Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the Kill Connor Club podcast, the only podcast on the internet that stops you from paying my water bill. Uh, this is episode 98, I'm your host James, and I'm joined as always by Tyler. How's it going? As always, how's it going my friend? I'm good. I don't like that you said how's it going. I, Wonderful. Fuck, fuck me up. Do I not? Um, <clears throat> no, well, I usually go... Joined as always by Tyler. Oh yeah, say, you're right. As yeah, always, right. how's it going, my friend? Yeah, and then good, I Tyler, say, and then I'm like, oh yeah, how's it going? Oh uh, yeah, shit, fuck. Okay, sorry, I've messed it all up. I've ruined it all. I do apologise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Good job. Um, well, as you said, this is Kill Comic Club podcast, which is uh, obviously powered by the great people over at Patreon.com. forward slash so as always, thanks to our producers, King Richard the Third, Craig, uh, Josh Devlier, and Seth. <clears throat> We got a lot to cover today. Star Wars celebration happened, so that's Great. obviously episode nine, The Mandalorian, Clone Wars. If you give a fuck about okay. cartoons, no, okay, nine. I'm not doing this. And of course, Jedi Fallen Order, the game for the <laughs> gamers. Um, what, fuck, I'm you know, we got to talk everywhere. about the. <laughs> we got to talk about uh, what drink are you drinking? Water? You can't afford that. Um, so. <laughs> Game of Thrones Season 8, Avengers Endgame, this is the last podcast before that, we've got a final predictions, Unity, Notre Dame, the Odyssey Atlantis DLC, you've got a lot to cover in this podcast, so we're going to get excited. into it, but of course, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, of course, you can get more, just head over to patreon.com forward slash as always, where you get the Patreon exclusive podcast every week, Kill Connor Club podcast isn't on, that is the Kill Connor Clubhouse podcast. And we also get a week's early access over there to the Cinema Room podcast, our SpoilerCast podcast, where we'll have uh, the next episode next Sunday will be Goodfellas, but on the Sunday the 28th. But then on Monday the 29th, public to everyone all at once at the same time is our Avengers Endgame episode of the Cinema Room because it's Avengers Endgame and we want everyone to hear it as soon as possible. That's true. It is Avengers Endgame. Which is it's Avengers Endgame. But also we have to thank the Sweet Avengers lads that are making this podcast happen. That's King Richard III, Acraic, Seth, Bullsack47, Josh Devlier, Damien, Billy the Team Tonomai, Captain Robertson, Team Anna Travis, Kim Asabe Gamer, Casey Wood, Adam Sunling, Alfie Rosell, Jamie the Gamer, Smexy Dork, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Flossing Thanos, Viridian, Pinkflame313, Arun, Win, Fatfuck, Cuck, Nib, Brendan Obiku Overlord, Ravjai, Julie, Prudvi Mover, Oscar, Benedict Parker Returns, James and Lad, Connor DeRose, Billy in the Alley, Zahir, Gene, Zeke, Collins, Son of a Bitch, Ojiodogo, Lauren, Goddammit Glenn, Fury Coco, the ACMJS, Delta R Rodriguez, Kassassin, Kyle, Sandor de Pussy Slayer, S Jaws, Kyle Marvel, Marcus Blackburn, Emil Capwalk, Joshua Mora, Ginko Swag, Andrew Katona, Mass the Bass 2434, Yazen, Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, Elstico 91, Joe aka Founded Scarab, H 12 I Got Lombargo, Iron Man's for the Dads, Omar Karasagi, Alfie Rodbert, Brian Ford, Casper, Milk Boy, Shields, Fishy, or Ethan Woodgates, and Andrew Martinez. Thanks to Sweet Vintage Life for having power this podcast. Fuck, I'm good at that list. Motherfucking get it! In, son. Get in! That is God, I'm good. Epic. That's really real good. Um, I am the man. <laughs> anyway, um, I am the gamer. I am the dad. Um, <laughs> okay. Of the kid. Um, and and um, anyway, um, what's up, man? What's going on? What's what's happening? What's crackalacking, what dude? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is what <laughs> Sorry, is happening? What is what is crackalacking? I wonder. Let's see. Um. Not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Same same as always. How about you? Yeah, you know, not a whole lot. But it's been sick this week, so I haven't been able to make videos That's or true. do anything. But other than that, just been pushing on, 
keeping on keeping on you know i'm just talking shit right now yes. anyway um <laughs> uh, people are talking about episode 100 in the chat right now we're at episode 98 uh, we're on the road to 100 the road we're to 100 miles is good. away no we're not are we two episodes away yeah um, and we're, yeah we're on the way to episode 100 the road there this year I feel like that's what this year's really been leading to with the podcast. We've had some great guests, returning ones, of course, our boy Fishy. We had Brett, the first time ever, Robin Gaming on the last episode. Great episode. Mm. Great reception um, uh, from from the audience, both his audience and, and ours. Um, so he'll be someone that definitely returns. Um, have we yeah. talked about what we're doing um, for episode 100? Have we talked I about that publicly? so, a little bit. I think we, we haven't talked about like it. Up, I don't remember. Uh, well, 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 episode 99 is next, where we have a yes. special guest returning. Yes, we do. Um, should we talk about that? Can we? Are we allowed to talk about it? Do we spoil this? I don't know. Like, It's not like it's a secret. You know? It's yeah. weird. No, yeah, we can talk about it. Why not? Um, so, you know, I, I, once we're past episode 100, it's all downhill, essentially, for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we're on the way there, and when we are there, um, it's going to be great. We don't want to go over the top with episode 100 itself. I want it to be like oh, any normal Kill Connor Club. According to Amir? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we I, okay. I want it to be like any Kill Connor Club, and I thought you agree, where we get to yeah. talk normal stuff we would talk about, plus we get to reminisce about the best moments in the past and celebrate the community, and it's about the community, I feel like. Because Kill Connor Club was, I guess, the foundation of what built the four pillars, I feel like. You know, you yeah. and me are what first connected, which then led to um, our audience's growing together and kind of mixing and then you know joined by george and then ethan and then brett and then we made all these friends along the way that all kind of became a part of this family and community grew like kill mm -hmm. connor club was the first foundation i feel like of that so episode 100 to me is a celebration of the community that was grown from it as well so yeah, um, we're gonna have officially bring in the five pillars uh for episode 100 so it'll be george ethan and brett uh, is the plan. We haven't talked to Brett yet. He is That's heading right. home um, from Florida after his surgery, so I think he will be well enough. It's a month away. so. Um, but that's the plan, right? Episode 100, the five yeah. pillars for the first time all yeah, together sure. on one podcast. For sure. Are we, <laughs> we, we going to – uh, is he officially a fifth pillar or is he still the honorary fifth pillar? What are we doing? No, like, are we, like are we overhauling the... our brand? What's going on? I feel like he should be the fifth pillar. pillar. Um, are we still – Ethan T, he's like, I'm down. We know you're, Ethan, we know you're down. We know you're down. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should talk to the community about that, right? Yeah. I'm happy to still be called the four pillars, but Brett's a pillar. You know what I mean? Like, or we don't we have to necessarily. the five pillars. Five Where pillars. Um, yeah, we, I don't or know. Or do we make that a thing? Like, so we're still the four pillars community, but then we also yes, have correct. the five pillars is also a thing. Like. Uh, I mean, I, I feel know. like. I feel like with this five pillars and the four pillars, it would just be funny. It's like in, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in WWE, there's a thing called like back in like the eighties is the four horsemen, but there's five members. It never made any fucking sense. Like, <laughs> but like the fifth member joined later, like it's fucking weird. Um, so I don't know. Like I understand that you can't like overhaul the four pillars and name it something else. I feel like it should be the four pillars the four is the pillars, four pillars. Yeah. It's our brand. It's the community, but the fifth pillar, official fifth pillar of the four pillars community is Brett. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, the fifth pillar of that, you know, we've got our backup pillars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what if, what if one of us falls? Yeah. Um, yeah. What if one of us dies? 
God. Yeah. We need another one. Yeah. So this, this where the Four Pillars community will always be the Four Pillars. But the Four Pillars is more than just James, myself, Ethan, and George. It's a community. So there's just titles to that. So, and there's five pillars. One being Brett, and it'll be his official initiation. Kill Connor Club 100. It feels fitting. He's he's a he's one of our boys. We love Brett. Yeah, exactly. He's in, he's a part of that community so much now. There's no reason why he wouldn't be the fifth pillar. You yeah. know. I mean, that's people thing, voted like, him. The that's the thing. We're we're always going to be the four pillars because it was started by the four pillars. That's the point of it. But we can have more pillars. We can add more pillars. It's still got the same name though. We're still the four yeah, pillars community. Correct. But we're getting more pillars. There'll be more pillars. So many pillars. I can't wait. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not yeah. that many. Maybe not too not too many pillars. Let's calm down. But let's relax. Yeah. Um, and then episode ninety nine. Um, I, I guess I can announce <laughs> now because I mean fun, we've got yeah yeah, yeah mutated fun. Um, we've got the announce. I mean yes yeah it is there it is. Oh, we're I can't wait. No, I don't, no definitely <laughs> not. Um, I mean I've got I haven't got confirmation on the time but I've got confirmation that's happening. From the big, my favorite guests we've ever had. No offense to all our best guests and friends and shit, but like our dream guest, the return of Mr. Colin Moriarty will be episode 99, which That's is very great. exciting. Um, you know, as soon as I sent him an email or a message, um, just touching base, seeing if he'd be interested, he was keen straight away. Um, and we got it sorted way quicker than the last time. So, um, should be later this week, if not early next week, that we record that, um, ready mm. to go for episode 99. So I feel like the road um, to 100 has been brilliant, but I am kind of glad that we got one episode with just you and me on that on that road um, because there's a lot to I mean, cover. There's a few more than and one. Want... What do you mean? <laughs> no, I just mean like without with we've had guests the last three episodes. When did the road start? I don't know. Episode <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, thanks for that. Um, I apologize. But I just mean, like, like closer to, we've had um, the, like, yeah, the last three episodes of our guests, and this Star Wars news, and games about to come out. Like, there's a lot you and I can just go balls deep on, and we don't have to, like, no. you know, think about guests, even though it depends on the guests. Like, if it's Ethan, it's like, doesn't matter. It's the same. It's like, if it's just you and me, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah. So that's cool. I'm excited for 100. I'm excited for episode 99 to to be to have Colin on again. Yeah. And really yeah. dive into this game topics because that first episode with anyone, same with Robin. You know, it's a bit of an interview, getting to know them, um, and stuff like that, and for audience to get to know them and kind of their audience to get to know us. And yeah, then from there you can just kind of roll with it as we do with everyone else. It's it's good. I'm excited. Yeah, cool. It's gonna be weird being on episode 101 at some point. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Being in the hundreds, three numbers in the thumbnail. I'm excited. I'm so excited to change the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, well. What are you? Gonna, what, how are you going to change the thumbnail? I'm just going to put three numbers, <laughs> just like 101. Is that it? Two numbers. I did yeah. want. I did. I did want you to do a special thumbnail for 100, though. Oh, I can do. Which is just like instead of really, it's the same. Um, okay. But but you know how? Let's say if you. Like, Again, us talking business on the podcast live. Um, but you know how you, the way you do the thumbnail for a guest, right? Yeah. Where it has um, in the middle it has the number. Mm-hmm. I want you to do, have the middle have one hundred, uh, yeah. and have instead of the guest circle have the Kill Connor Club. So like you would normally without a guest, where you have it like Kill Connor Club podcast episode number underneath it, but have it in the middle, right. and have your logo, my logo, 
Ethan's, George's, and Brett's logo all in circles surrounding it. Okay, yeah. I can do that. So you'd have sort of the five... And you can almost have Kill Connor Club in the middle, episode 100 underneath, maybe your logo top center, and then the four of us on the side, to either side. Okay. Yeah. That was my idea in my head. Does that sound good in your head? I think I'm picturing it, yeah. I'll do, well, I'll, pitch- I'll at some point I'll do it. And if you come I'll up with something better, you. as you usually do, um, you, yeah, we'll do that. But I'm yeah. going to say that's what I had in my head for some reason when good. I thought Ethan about it. Ethan brought up a good point. He said, how poetic the unity pops up near the 100th episode of Kill Connor Club. Which is pretty cool, because that's what started the podcast. It is, that's true. I mean, it's it's weird how it's been brought up. I, I, I have been interested to talk to you about this. Obviously, there was the big fire in Paris, in Notre Dame this week. It was. Uh, and, you know, obviously a massive landmark that a huge part of it has been has burnt down. Mm. Obviously, the building's still standing, most of the building's still there, but just one of the... Um, <clears throat> Um, what what do you call that? Um, what do you mean? The things that point out of the roof. What are they called? Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that thing. The thing um, that, that points collapsed. out of the roof. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that um, thing collapsed. People are going to tell us in the chat. I'm just waiting yeah, for it to like, catch up. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, shit burnt down in Notre Dame. And then Thank people you. are like, oh, let's jump into Unity. Um do you know to look at Notre Dame and and admire the spire? Yeah, something spire? like that. Yeah. Um, yes, I guess that's sure. that's fine. Um, let's look at Notre Dame and Unity and admire it that way. And you know, people do that. And then all of a sudden, people are going on about um, how good Unity is on Twitter yeah. and the Assassin's Creed community is all about Unity now. People are re-reviewing it, giving it great scores, and I don't know. It's a bit odd. Um, that this is that it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I understand why people are giving it praise, but I think <clears throat> I, d- I don't necessarily think it's warranted. But right, what do you yeah. think? I, I have my reasons, but what do you, yeah, what do you think? Okay. Are you glad to see it getting praise and reviews? I don't care. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, I mean, Unity happened. I don't really care about it anymore. I, I like what I like. I dislike what I dislike. It doesn't really matter. But I do think it's a bit strange that I, I saw on Twitter an article talking about, and I quote tweeted this, um, talking about how um, a bunch of people review-bombed unity but like positively so it's getting loads and loads and loads of positive reviews because they've made it free and um they're donating five hundred thousand euros or whatever or dollars i don't know what currency it was to you know to the notre dame restoration and everything um and so people are like getting behind it they're like oh this is great and they've made unity free and everything's everyone's just review buying positive reviews and I think it's strange because everyone seems to be behind this. Like you've got the games industry, like oh, this is amazing. Look, gamers can do some great things, and it's sort of like that's a bit weird though because just last week everyone was review bombing Borderlands Three or Borderlands Two on Steam because Borderlands Three is not coming to Steam for a whole year, and so they were review bombing that negatively. And everyone was like, oh, this is terrible. You can't just review. It's it's unrelated. It's got nothing to do with the game. You're not reviewing the game. It's because of outside reasons. And that was their reasoning. They're like, no, it's because you can't, you can't review something of because you can't give it like this amount of reviews and review bomb something because of unrelated outside reasons for the review because it's not related. So they deleted them all. And then you've got, but this is the same thing. Everyone's review bombing this positively. They're not reviewing the game. It's because of a bunch of different outside reasons. 
as to why they're they're giving this game loads and loads and loads of positive reviews. But everyone seems behind this one. They're like, oh no, it's great because it's positive. But they're still giving it false reviews. Like, the game doesn't deserve that many positive reviews. It's, you know, there's some good aspects here and there, but, you know, it was it was a broken game. A lot of it is still a little bit broken now. It's still a little bit clunky. It's not it's not got a great story and things like that. That's irrelevant, though. Um, it's, it just it's, seems I, weird I, I, to me that everyone's so, so behind this, um, you know, just because it's positive, but it's still wrong. Like, you're still giving it false reviews based on something that's not even a part of the game itself, which is I feel strange. like people... People always like hindsight's twenty twenty with anything, man. And people like it's like people saying the Phantom Menace is good now. You know what I mean? It's like, not, is it? like no, it's it's a fucking awful movie. It's just because like years have passed, you kind of accepted the shit that's in it as like that Star Wars now, yeah, and then it's like yeah. oh, it's nostalgia. No, it's a terrible movie as a movie. I don't care whether you call Star Wars or anything. It's about Star Wars movie, sure, but it's just a bad movie. Like terrible plot, terrible pacing, weird editing. It's fucking shit. Um, <clears throat> Unity, in some ways, has aged well, and I get that from an Assassin's Creed fan um, that's played the whole series. If you're playing the current games and you're a bit like, I don't know how I feel about it, you haven't played Unity since 2014, it's been five years, then you go back and play it. I understand why now you're looking at it fondly, but you're mm. looking at it through like tinted glasses, and it's not that it itself is a great game. Because it's not great. It's I think it's fine. I don't actually hate Unity, but I, I still stand by everything I said in the past. Like, Day One Unity is the worst thing I've ever played. Oh, so Most nice. frustrating game ever. Um, the Unity that stands today, I've been replaying it. I was gonna write, I'm still going to do a retrospective on it, but I had that plan long before this Notre Dame thing. I talked about it a few months ago. Mm. Um, and I've been replaying it for the last few weeks in preparation for that. And there's a lot I like about it, um, but there's still the things I don't like about that I stand by. Um, the big one is just the, the clunkiness is still there. The glitches are still there in some ways. The detection systems glitched out to hell still. And the story's yeah. still mismanaged. Um, and really, the problem with Indy comes from a development failures. Obviously, coming out a year too soon, and, and that caused a, a breakdown effect of the next game selling less because of Unity's failures in development. But I said this on Twitter today um, in a thread with Tarul, um, one of the okay. mentor guild members um because he tweeted about unity and the things it does positively and i said you know like it has aged well in a lot of ways particularly in the biggest thing is in the assassins creed assassin fantasy elements mm -hmm. of assassin's creed like yeah. the best part of unity is the fact that you're a protege assassin that joins the brotherhood and now you're free to, like, one, play the story, do side missions, but build your assassin character. Make him look how you want him to look. Um, have him fight with the types of weapons you want him to, to fight with. Is he going to be a ranged? Is he heavy weapons? Is he, you know, hand-to-hand -hand with swords? Is he stealthy? And what kind of robes does he have? Like, it's, there's a lot of freedom to mm -hmm. your assassin and who your assassin is. But you're still playing a third-person action-adventure game that has a story that's set. Um, and those elements are the best part of Unity. And if the development failures weren't there and the game came out of a high quality, the story still <laughs> wouldn't have been great. But I think the gameplay itself and the direction they were going would have stayed and we wouldn't have gotten Origins and an Odyssey. Um, sure, Origins was great, 
but I don't like the direction it's brought the franchise in terms of RPG. The direction Unity was taking the franchise was the right direction the franchise had to go. Have Mm. RPG elements, yes, but what are your RPG elements? They're limited to who your assassin is. What type of assassin do you want to be? But as a game, you're still playing a story-based that's set for you as a set character that you are. But, you know, Arno can still be, how do you want to play as him? Do you want to be, again, heavy weapon? Do you want to be ranged? Do you want to be stealthy? Do you want to be hand-to-hand combat? How do you want him to look? And those sorts of things, you sh- I have no problem with. Those are the RPG elements I wanted in Unity. Those are the RPG elements I wanted moving forward. Not level system, boss battles, dialogue options. Mm. You know, the, you know, the world has 17 trillion missions. It's MMO almost without any other people in it. Like in terms of just like it's that sort of RPG. Uh, the, the story's not set. You're picking your characters. It's nothing like Assassin's Creed. Like, and you're not even playing as assassins anymore for the love of Christ. Yeah. Like unity aged so well in that way. And I mm. understand that. So I can see why people are jumping back in going, well, this is what Assassin's Creed is. And it's true. Unity was a, was a real proper made Assassin's Creed game. That was that it's development failures. And I said this on Twitter. It's development failures led to future directional failures of the franchise. Mm. Uh, unity is one. Yes, it's age. Well, but unity, I blame unity for everything wrong with Assassin's Creed today because of all intents and purposes, Unity should have been the best game of the franchise. But Mm. because of development failures, because of greed of Ubisoft, because of the lack of direction, the lack of control within its development, the lack of self-awareness of what was going to happen when you released it in its trash state, if you gave that one more year, you mixed around the story a little bit, you would have had probably the best game in the franchise. The direction of the franchise would have continued in that way, and we would not be where we are today. It is because of Unity's failures that the franchise is in its current state and its failures in its direction right now. It has no identity or direction because of that. And I, it makes me mad. Like, I hate Unity for that. Yeah. For the reasons yeah, Unity's right. good, I hate Unity. Hmm. That's for the, the reasons why. Unity's bad, I hate Unity. I said it's, this. It's, I said this a similar thing in uh, I think it was the most recent Jazz Lounge that I did. Um, I talked about Unity a little bit, and the I mean, when it came out, we were all so fucking disappointed with it. Like we were like, this game is fucking terrible. Um, yeah. But at the, but at that but at that point, Assassin's Creed was still Assassin's Creed. So you know, in terms of what we'd had before it, and you know what we expected from it, it was bad. It was the worst one because you know they they hadn't made an Assassin's Creed that wasn't Assassin's Creed yet until we move on to you know with with Origins and Odyssey. And so I, one of the things I think Unity does so well that I don't think any other Assassin's Creed has done, is I think it captures that sense that Assassin's Creed 1 did so so well that I don't think the SO Trilogy managed to do, or, you know, any of the other games since, but I think Unity did, is that oppressive feeling as you're walking through the environment. So, like, in Assassin's Creed 1, I can always remember walking through, like, walking through Acre, for example, and you general you genuinely feel like you have to adhere to these sort of social norms like you have to make sure you walk you have to make sure you blend in i don't want to run past a guard like they're genuinely quite like i don't know it invokes this like feeling of anxiety almost when you've got like you can see these guards and like the the sound effects that the the detection system makes and like you can hear the shouting from like crowds or like people being harassed and like just this this feeling where you just feel like you're this lone assassin walking through this 
incredibly hostile environment and you've got to try to blend in you've got to try and be you know you've got to try and be subtle and you've got to you've got to not like trigger the detection or anything and it's genuinely quite like i don't i don't want to say scary it's not like it's a horror game where you're like terrified but like you're very conscious of that whereas in like the Ezio trilogy you can just sort of sprint all over the place if a guard detects you it's sort of like i'll oh, throw a fucking throwing knife whatever like but in assassin's Creed one it had this sort of you felt oppressed in that game like it was very oppressive the the you know the tone the the, the vibe the environment the atmosphere everything and i think unity captures that really really well i think it does that so well the way that because you can't take on all these all these enemies like i mean you kind of can but at first you sort of you can't take on like all these enemies at once like it generally feels like you know you don't want to be detected you've got you're walking through this environment like it's very immersive it feels very assassin's creed and you feel like an assassin but you feel like you're alone in this in this environment that's very hostile and i think that's something that they really nailed in unity that no other assassin's creed has and i love it it's great yeah another, another thing it nailed was nailing being a protege assassin in an already established order. And I love the way it shows it in the story. Like the thing about uni, the best part of the story is the assassin part of it. Yeah. Because the intro to it with Arno and Elise, it kind of all sucks. And that whole Arno Elise storyline sucks. But the Belek Arno yeah. storyline is amazing. That and and it it's it always reminds me of Star Wars and the Jedi Order. It just nails that in that way where there's like this master council of assassins, the master assassins, and everyone's like the Jedi Knights, just the regular assassins. And you're like a protege at the start. Belek is your Obi-Wan. You're like an Anakin. Like, you know what I mean? It's a mentor, mm. master, um, protege, ugh, apprentice, and a master with Belek. And then your first mission as an assassin is like Belek telling you what to do. But that's like you proving yourself. And then he's like, he, I've told him all I know, he's ready. And then you have an actual assassination mission where you had – those assassinations were great where they give you a location. You have options to like infiltration, assassination, opportunity. All those were amazing. The assassinations were so well done, I feel like, mm. other than, of course, the gameplay glitch has just kind of ruined what would have been a great experience. Again, yeah, the game's gameplay itself was so is so broken that it ruins the structure and the concept, which was amazing. Um, and then all of a sudden you're an actual assassin and you kind of, like I said, you're out on your own, you're a lone assassin, but you know, there's an established order that exists there and you're trying to build yourself up from this protege to be a master assassin. Whereas before that, you know, you haven't had that since AC1 it, with the Ezio trilogy, you know, the assassins were kind of all in hiding, doing their own thing and Ezio built the brotherhood and you were the master that ran that shit mm. in black flag. It exists, but you're not really a part of it at all in the whole game. You're a pirate that becomes an assassin at the end. With Connor, there's no order. You build the back up. It, it was killed. So there was no, like, you as an apprentice in an existing established order in a major city that's hostile in an environment. That was unity. And again, yeah. it, we've, I've said this from the beginning. I said this in my review at the time in 2014. It, as a concept, is the best Assassin's Creed game of all time. It executed is the worst. Mm. It's just how it is. Yeah. All it needed was one more right. year. All it needed was one more year. It's such and a it shame as still, well pisses me off because the whole franchise ever since for the last five years has done nothing but suffer with that one failure done nothing but suffer from that one failure we've had a great moment with origins no doubt about it we can never have that taken away but man the whole franchise could have been ups if it wasn't for yeah. that yeah i would definitely Not, uh, that's the thing i would sacrifice origins if it meant you know unity was a success and we went in that direction because as good as yeah, origins is it's good in the sense that we were never going to get vacuum. better it's good enough. it's 
it's good in a vacuum. It's good as a standalone. It's good as its itself, own game. yeah. Um, but it's it's the direction that took Assassin's Creed. I would much rather have an Assassin's Creed than I would have Origins. As much as I love Origins, it's yes. just it's just not. It, you know, we could have had so much better. You know, and we saw with um, Syndicate um, as well. I mean, they they got Quebec to finish that game. It wasn't Quebec's game originally. It was I, I, I can't remember what team was working on it, but they it was like Unity shipped. It did so badly, and they were like, okay, give Syndicate to Quebec and finish that because it's nearly done anyway. We, we'll ship that out, and then we'll change everything. That's that's one thing I've noticed with, with Ubisoft is they never stick to something. If it fails, they don't look at like you know what failed. They just go, okay, we're never doing this again because that's obviously the reason why it failed is because they did it, not because they, you know, they, they, they should look at it and go, okay, well, this failed. Let's try and do it better. Let's try again. Like, rather than rather than just tearing it down and starting again with something else entirely. And now we're... Like, because Unity was so innovative. It was, the, it was the next generation of Assassin's Creed. It was taking what made Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed and pushing that to the next level. It was doing what Assassin's Creed 1 did, but for the next gen. The same way Assassin's Creed 1 was for the Xbox 360 and PS3 as they were just launching they were making a next gen game for those platforms with unity they were doing the same thing they were they were putting this on the Xbox 1 and the PS4 what is a next generation assassin's creed what is assassin's creed let's make that and make it as big and as as good as we can but because it it failed they didn't do that again they moved on and thought okay let's just copy something else let's not make assassin's creed let's make something else and do that and that's sort of i don't think we're ever we're never i don't think we're ever going to see them creating assassin's creed again in in the sense of they're they're pushing forward with their own ideas and their own designs and their own game franchise it, to and me i feel innovative. that yeah i feel to me moving forward after we're done with this phase of copying the witcher they're going to copy something else or whatever god is the war. next big trend mm, vikings um, yeah god of war yeah potentially that's what so yeah there we go um and that, that's a shame because unity mm-hmm. Unity could have been... It's really a turning point. It either could have been the point where the franchise went in a really great direction or the direction that we got, which is they left it behind and did something else entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. What a shame. shame. What a shame. All these years later, we're still talking about Unity. <laughs> yeah, what it great. did. That was the crossroads of the whole franchise. That will forever be the crossroads of the franchise. Unity. Yeah. I am going to replay it, I think. I, I got it on PC because it, it's obviously it's free, and I've never played it on PC. And also, since I bought a new graphics card for my PC, I haven't really tried it out, so I played a bit of it. Um, and it's actually it was so much different to play on PC. I was playing it at like 1440p, 60 frames, with the graphics maxed out. It looks bloody great. It was so smooth. Wow. It was so weird. Wow. Not used to that at all. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy stuff. Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of Assassin's Creed, there's also Odyssey's Atlantis DLC got a fucking trailer. Um, yes. What do you, like, obviously you go to Atlantis and it looks just like you're heading into, because the, there's no way you're going to an underwater city. Like, you have to obviously either have, going through fucking dimensions again, um, or whatever, or somehow you're time traveling mm-hmm. with the stuff. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do here. Um, yeah. And you're seeing all these different gods uh, of Greece that are just Isu in these cities um i can't do it man hey dude i can't i can't do it anymore <laughs> i played the first episode of legacy of the first blade and i'm just like ah, i'm done 
Yeah. I have gotten every achievement in every Assassin's Creed game ever. I even got base game Odyssey's achievements. That's but now, the fuck? I'm done. I'm you done. Can't. I can't. I couldn't play the other two episodes. I just couldn't. No. No. I cannot yeah, play this abortion of a DLC because that's what Atlantis will be. I know people are like, oh, but the lore, it's exciting to see Easter, and I get it, stuff I've been looking forward to, but they're not. It's not going to be good. It's not it's real not, lore. It, because, because it's not real. One, it's not real lore, but also they've just got... The format in which Odyssey has delivered anything has been in the format of Odyssey, and I hate the format of Odyssey. I, I hate everything about it. I hate the way they produce stories with fucking dialogue options, shit voice acting, terrible animation, and a terrible game. And that's how they're going to deliver great elements I want to see, like actual Isu in an Isu city in ancient times, and seeing how they lived in other yes, you know, mythologi yeah. mythological elements that I would have loved to have seen in a real formatted Assassin's Creed game, not this abortion. This yeah, is a it dead fetus. It feels. It always feels so fake. It doesn't feel. It feels real. fake. It, exactly. It feels like a fake game. Yeah, it does. It feels like a fake Assassin's Creed game, and it doesn't feel like any of it's got weight to it. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to an Isu city. Like, oh, okay, that's big. Why is this like just a casual DLC thing? Because I mean, it, it's because they don't care. None of this. None of this. It's. Oh God! Did you play the uh, the 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 quest what was it called the air of memories they like no bro i haven't Atlantis. played did you anything. watch my no, stream of it no i'd rather kill no. myself <laughs> it's so bad i saw um i can't remember who I, said I, it the on... only time i will watch this atlantis DLC is when you stream it are you yeah. gonna stream it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna stream it because i because it's i'll probably be have so to do funny I'll probably have to Assassin's Creed the truth videos on stuff, and I will, but I'm not going to play it to learn about it. I'm just going to read about it and watch your streams. Because I can't, James, I can't do it. I can't play them. <laughs> I can't. I literally I know, can't. It's so I tried. Bad. I've got the. I downloaded the two episodes of Legacy of the First Blade. I literally downloaded them thinking, look, I need to probably do a Darius truth video at some point. I probably should play him. I just. I turned it on. I just turned the game on. I got and I loaded it, and I'm sitting there. I walked around like two steps of Alexis. I'm like, I, I can't. I hate everything about this. Yeah, I just bad, hate it. I so couldn't bad. do it. I can't even walk around. I can't. They're I can't so play it, man. <laughs> Odyssey and is I... so bad. I, it, it really just is. I don't know what it is about it. Um, I mean, I guess I do. It's but something it's... that got worse. Like, when I started playing the game in the first, like, 10 hours, I'm like, oh, you know, like, it's not great, but it's building. And then it kind of got good for, like, another 10 hours. And then it just goes downhill. It just continuously goes downhill. Like, I had fun with Odyssey in the playthrough because I'm just like, oh, I'm just playing as a Greek Spartan traveling the world. And then just like, it's too much. It's too long. It's too shit. And the more time I have distance from it to think about it, the more I hate it. It's just awful. Yeah. This is awful. how I felt most of the time playing it, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I didn't really enjoy that much. I think what I did enjoy was I was streaming it. And so we had a lot of fun in the stream and that was a good time. A lot of laughs, but I really dislike it. It's I don't I fully can't understand why anyone likes this. I mean, I guess I can. It's because people just want to go from objective to objective, just collecting shit, and they just want to mindlessly do that, which is fine. That's what people want to do. Cool, but it's just it's just so fucking mindless. Like the whole game is just nothing. The the di oh my god, this fucking setup quest, right? The air of memories for this for the Atlanta fate of Atlanta DLC. It was. Oh my god, it was so fucking weird. It's so the whole concept of it, right? Is your it's got Layla is in it. She's like you you play as Layla for most of it. Um and like Oh, really? 
Yeah, so so you're playing as Cassandra, and you go to this, or, or Alexios, depending, you know, if you're playing as the eagle-bearing Mysios, and you go to... Uh, I, 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 I hate women, so I'm this, Alexios. But, yeah, yeah anyway. of course. You go to this quest marker, um, and it's uh, Al Alethea, is that her name? Alethea? Althea? Yeah, Alethea's um, the one that talks to you in Atlantis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's there, and she's like, oh, now the staff's been passed on to you, you've got to keep it, you're called the Keeper, you've got to keep it until it's passed on to to Layla basically Layla. um yeah, okay. and so you then as Cassandra it's so fucking weird you it's like using the analyst but in the weirdest way where it doesn't really understand how it works you then have to go to three locations on the map um which are really far away from each other that have glyphs in them so you go there and then when you get there Layla comes is out this of the Atlantis wait hang on is this the Atlantis DLC or is this the pre this quest is the pre quest thing um okay yeah. memory, so do you yeah. see alethea or you just yeah like... you see her you see her you see her she's there um okay and she's at each of the how does locations. she disappear is she like, actually there or is she a hologram she, something to do with the staff she's it's a hologram of course of it is yeah um, of course something to do with the staff yeah, yeah it's no, something go to do with on, the staff like more. she's in the staff turn it up I don't james know. <laughs> keep it going i'm enjoying it so much turn so, it up please so, <laughs> so you go to these locations right with the glyphs and so when you get to one it's like it's like an old tomb and then Layla is like, oh, I found one of the glyphs. I'm coming out of the Animus. And Cassandra is like, so what do I do? Do I just wait here? And um, and Althea's like, it's now up to the person in the future or whatever. And then you come out of the Animus and you're playing oh as Layla. My God. And you go oh through this tomb God. and you have to find the, the glyph. And then when you're done that, you go back in the Animus and Cassandra's like, off to find the next one. And it's weird. It's like... It's like Cassandra is aware, like, it's all happening in real time. It's so fucking weird. And then, um, you... Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then to find out the order of the glyphs to open this door to Atlantis, Layla has to relive the memories of Alexios. Why did Layla have to see them when Cassandra's um, seen them? She... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I Why don't does Layla know. have to go there and see them yeah. when she's in the animus <laughs> and has already seen them? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did she activate know. something at the cliff, or is it just no, a picture she, just, she had like, to see? No, she just, like, it down. It's, like... It's because... What do you mean she jots it down? Why <laughs> she have to go there to do that? That's it's the because Cassandra, Cassandra doesn't actually go into the tomb. She just goes to the tomb location, and then... She's like, yeah, so it's this tomb, and then fucks off. She doesn't go and find the glyph herself. She's just like, this is the tomb, Layla. You go there and find it yourself for some reason. I don't really know why. Um, but then, so to 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 find the order of the glyphs, because the glyphs have to be in a certain order to open this Atlantis door or whatever in the modern day. I miss and, Bishop. Yeah, I miss Bishop as well. Uh, but so the, the best scene ever happens, right? Where Layla has to relive the memories of Alexios or Cassandra, like the other one, so like the enemy, like Demos. You have to relive Demos' memories to get the order. And so... <laughs> so obviously for me it was alexios um and alexios walks in and he's beating up this guy right to get information wait, wait, out of him on. i'm sorry i'm so sorry okay i'm so sorry i'm so confused okay. right now. you you play so if you play as cassandra you are now playing as alexios for one little memory yeah cassandra why oh, oh, i okay i don't know it's because cassandra doesn't have the order like the order of the glyphs that the, that the order they need to be in but alexios knew or like demos knew so you play as Demos, um, but it, you don't really, it's like a cutscene. But in this cutscene, it is one of the greatest things ever. You, um, Alexios. Is that when he threw a guy and like, he yeah, walked yeah, 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 yeah. He's beating up this so guy. And, but every time he throws a punch, 
he changes into Layla, and it's Layla just beating up this guy with the stupidest animations, and she picks him up and throws this guy across the room. Oh, and it's the god. worst animation the worst and then oh. and then she's like crying about it she's like oh my god i can't believe i saw into his head he's crazy and it's the it's so funny because oh it looks god. so bad it sounds so bad but like she's so serious like this is so serious it's so melodramatic but it's so funny it is is peak odyssey it is so it's fucking peak funny. odyssey <laughs> It's so great. Like, it all comes together. Like, the bad voice acting, the bad animations, the terrible writing, it all comes together. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, oh But God. it's so bad. Like, in all seriousness, it's so bad, though. Um, and I really hope we get more of it in the Atlantis DLC, to be honest with you. Um, because it is one of... That is probably one of the worst made things I've ever played in my life. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> in every way it was so bad and you can watch my reaction to it if anyone's interested it, i streamed the fate of uh, not the fate of atlantis the air of memories um and it's incredible so go and check that out lots of laughs um but that's the thing that happened uh, so you hyped for the fate of atlantis oh i'm exhausted even hearing about that prequest <laughs> i'm like i'm actually exhausted oh my god it was oh man um oh wow it yeah it was uh it was yeah, it was crazy. I it was and I saw, I think it was Tarul on Twitter saying, like thank you to the devs because Assassin's Creed is being Assassin's Creed again and like this is, you know this is great. You know they they're actually doing all this modern day stuff. Like this should have been in the main game, and like I don't remember like, saying exactly I, that. He was more just saying it's like well, what I love about Assassin's Creed is the Easter elements and it's good to finally see this being the focus when i thought in the main game they would have had more of a focus on actual the isu stuff not just being a greek mercenary yeah i he said he something was, yeah. along the i don't remember, I remember saying thank you to the devs no, no 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 he did he did he said he did say thank you to the devs i i i i, I recall it and there's Okay. I'm gonna okay. find That's it and read it in a minute but um yeah i don't i don't care was, i don't care it doesn't matter to me it was yeah. uh yeah, I mean, it's not good. Like, the execution is really, really bad. Um, yeah, that's true. Really, really bad. Um, yeah, here it is. Sorry, he said, uh, finally got a chance to finish Air of Memories. Oh, here we blah, go. blah, blah, um, something, uh, blah. Anyways, and then he goes, the fans that have stuck around deserved this thanks to everyone at Ubisoft that made it happen. Um, and it's, honestly, I don't know if I was playing the same DLC, to be honest with you. It's real bad. <laughs> it's really, yeah, really well, bad. Well, I mean, the whole the whole format of Odyssey and everything it does in every single mission is horrendous. So, oh, um, man, it was It doesn't so matter what funny. story it tells, the way it, the way it, yeah, displays it, yeah, the way yeah. it, yeah. yeah. It's just it's terrible. Like, like, concept, you know, an, an, uh, like, ancestor going to tombs to find information for the main character who needs it for an Isu temple. And then you get to play sections, you know, going through these tombs as a modern day character. Sounds good. Like, that concept sounds good. It sounds like Assassin's Creed. It's just the execution is so far from that. It's it's, it's so bad. Like, these people... I, I just don't understand. Like, Odyssey is... It, I, it's, it's all bad. I, Jesus Christ. It was real bad. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah, well, I'll, t I'll tell you what's not bad, James. Game of Thrones. Oh, um, God. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. Thank Segway. God. <laughs> yes. Um, Game of Thrones Season 8 debuted this past week. It did do And that. Uh, so the first episode's out. We'll do a cinema room for 
episode one, two, and three, and then for episode four, five, and six of the season. So we get a half season sort of review. But just to get, I just want your general thoughts. Like the first episode after you know a year and a half, mm-hmm. almost two years of waiting. What do you think of episode one of season eight of Game of Thrones? Without thought, yeah, spoilers, without spoilers, without spoilers. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, it had everything that I love about Game of Thrones in it. I loved the fucking the fucking pacing was great. The way it was all you know just contained in in one space uh, although I mean, you had the you, you had the stuff with um the other stuff um I, I try not to spoil anything although it's not really a spoiler I, you know it was contained to, to only a few spaces so it wasn't like all over westeros um but uh it was it did what the earlier seasons did well i think which is pacing it well which is also having characters be at the forefront because i've noticed they're setting up a little like some dramas here and there between you know some tension between characters which is good um because it, you know it's characters look like they're taking the forefront as well as the the whole main story that, that we've been building up to being prominent as well which i think is great i think the writing was good i love the way the characters were written and their interactions i think they felt accurate like to, to me honestly this episode feels like such a step up from what i disliked about season seven that i'm just so happy i can't i can't wait to see where they go with this i think it was so good this the subtleties in the in the mirroring between this episode and the first episode of the whole show was great as well um and some of the bigger moments were executed in such a way that they could have done it in a weird like fan servicey way but they did it in such a satisfying grounded way that was great as well and they've set up you know things for moving forward in the season i can't wait i can't wait to see where they go it was great yeah i mean for me i agree like i love the episode you, i think you probably liked it more than i did like okay. i think i'm just ready for shit to happen and I knew nothing was going to happen in this episode major. It had a big moment at the end that obviously we've waited years and years and years for that was amazing. And Sam was the MVP for me that whole episode, without mm-hmm. giving away any spoilers. Um, he was awesome. And there was just every scene he was in was, you know, th- amazing. And um, no, I, I mean, I loved every storyline that was going on. Everything they did, I, I loved the direction. Um, I'm just kind of, I think I'm nervous because shit's about to go down. I'm kind of like anxious because I'm so in on the show and invested that I'm like, I just kind of just want to see what happens. So having sure. to wait week to week again, is just like, ah, fuck. You know, as soon as that episode ended, I was like, it's a bit short. You know, I've read all this it time. Was it was a 60 short. minute episode. How that was episode it? episode two? Do we know? 60 minutes. Really? Yeah. And then episode three, ones. four, five, and six are 80 minutes. There's no like 90 minute two hour episodes like we were we promised. It's just 80 minute episodes. Fuck, man. Oh, well, I guess they know what they're doing. Um, I guess so. But also, cool. why did it take this long? God knows. Maybe it's just that writing. Maybe they wanted to get it right. Make sure they perfectly did this season justice. Because uh, I guess there was a lot of flaws that people pointed out in season seven. Maybe they were like, right, we can go with this one. Make sure it's right. No, uh, no, it wasn't. Well, that was The reason was mostly production and, and it being winter. So they had to wait till the right time of year to film was the main reason. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. so that's a film way later than they usually film in the year. Which, you know, again, I understand. But also, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to more. For I can't wait sake. to see where they go with this. Um, I like what they've set up for the characters' stories, so I look forward to seeing those develop and uh, everything, everything move forward and see how they conclude everything. It's crazy to think how fucking close we are to the conclusion of Game of Thrones. It's close. Yeah. It's very close. It is close. Um, I tell, I tell you what else is close. Avengers Endgame. Fuck, oh. I'm nailing these segues. Get in, son. Oh. Get in, son. It is close. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, yeah, boy. We are, well, 
Um, <laughs> Wasn't that our for outro? Me, we are at one point. What's that? Wasn't that our yeah, outro? Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, boy. Oh that yeah, boy. Oh yeah, for like a day. Like uh, yeah, boy. Oh great. Um, wait, was that was that what you would say? What would you? Oh yeah, don't say yeah, boy. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think I forgot so. that was That's a thing. so weird. No, that wasn't yeah, boy. What, what was it? What was it that you would always say? Oh, um, peace. It was peace. Oh, peace. I tried to say yeah, boy, for like three episodes. Yeah. It was like peace. I'm like, don't say peace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's fucking funny. God, that was a whole like year of you doing that. Here? What was that? 2016? I think that 2017? Was the connection here. Um, we. Oh, God. You there? What? Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> some issues with the connection. What is going on? There's a huge delay. Hold on. Give me one sec. Give me one sec. I'm going uh, to cut out for a sec. Hang on. Okay, okay. Um, if everyone can still hear me on the off stream, I feel like the stream is having some connections. That might be, it might be my end. I'm not sure. Um, let me know in the, in the comments because it looks like we're dropping yeah. frames. How are we? Um, is How that are better? We? Are we good? I can't tell. I should be fine. Um, it um, might be. I don't know whether from, it's on my end or not. It looks like we're dropping frames I on, think the, it, on the stream. Yeah, my connection's oh, fine, yeah, man, but you're cutting out a bit for yeah, me. And you have been for a while, but I assumed it was me, but I actually think it might be you. Yeah, there was a there was a bit of a big delay there. Um, is it is it still a delay or? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think it's a bit a, of a delay. Yeah, yeah it feels like there I is. I think it's you though, man. To yeah, be honest, yeah, I think it is me. Um. I'm not entirely sure what to do, though. My internet's never a problem. I don't know how to fix it. Um, uh, everyone's saying they can hear me. Yeah, that wasn't an issue. I knew everyone could hear me, but... Is it is it is that is it lacking? Or Are you dropping frames on the, on the stream or anything? Yeah, we've dropped uh, 2,500 frames. It keeps dropping to zero. Like, it's not encoding at all. Like, it just keeps dropping to zero. Um zero uh like it's not encoding anything huh uh, it's it's gone back up again now uh but that's really weird it keeps dropping and when it does that it i think it'll buffer for people and the issue with that is i don't think yeah. it's then encoding anything at all like the sh like so the podcast will randomly cut out and then cut back in again yeah okay yeah that's uh, fucking weird yeah, I don't know what's going Super on. Super weird. Um, oh, well. Your, your connection's you're sounding a little better for me right now, mm, but I don't know. It's dropping again, though. That's weird. It's... Yeah. Well, do you want to just go on? Is anyone uploading? George isn't fucking uploading for the first time in a year, is he? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. This is an issue I've had yeah. for a little while. Every time I stream now, is I think there's got to be something wrong with my internet. I'm going to have to try and get this sorted out. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, this keeps happening every time I stream. I, keep, I just keep dropping frames. Not entirely sure what's causing it, but I might have to, I don't know, try and sort this out. But I think it's okay now. I think it's all right now. Okay. We'll just, we'll just keep on going and, until, until we run into it and if we run into any more issues. Yeah, I may keep um, saying we should yeah, use so Discord instead of Skype. And we've tried, but it, does, it, it lags more. It's not any, it's worse, actually. That's why we still use Skype. It's not because we're, yeah. we, we like Skype. It's because it's, it yeah, for some it's reason works better for, for us. Yeah. Um, well, Avengers Endgame, 72 hours from right now, I'll be midway through that movie. Oh, my God. That's um, crazy. It's three three days away. Um, comes out Wednesday in Australia. 
it comes mm-hmm. out Thursday in the UK and Friday mm-hmm. everywhere else, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm working all day Wednesday, but I finish like at 7 o'clock and then I'm going straight home and I've got an 830, tickets 8.30 session at night. So okay. um, there's no midnights. Or else I would have gone obviously Tuesday night, midnight. Yeah. Um, but no, I think because it's that early, they're just like, no, nah, fuck no, you're not getting midnight. You're not getting that early. I think yeah. everywhere I was looking, first session was like 8 a.m. 8 um, so unfortunately, you know, because i got work, can't really do that until later later time. But yeah, 72 hours, man. Um, and a bit and a bit longer for you, but pretty close because you're going to the midnight on Wednesday night, yeah. if I'm correct. Um, yep. Um, so I mean, looking at looking at this now, where we're this close. Um, what's your final predictions? We've we've seen. I mean, for me, we've seen nothing. I can't I can't put this mm-hmm. movie together, man. Like, in the, yeah. all the trailers that have come out, all the promotional material, all the posters, pictures, everything that's been talked about. Like, three hours? I cannot put this movie together. Even if I tried, I can't, because I, I don't want to, but even if I try, I can't piece this movie together. How it's going to go? Like, this a time jump, clearly. Everyone looks older and their hair, hair color changes. Tony looks really old. But, like, what happens in the middle when they talk about all these missions? Are there... One minute they're in these weird quantum realm suits or time travel suits or yeah. space suits, but then they're in space and they're not in the suits. They're just in their normal outfits. Like, how many times do they try this? Is there a universe jump or is there just do they fail and there's another time jump? Like, I can't put the movie together, man. Like, yeah. I cannot put this movie together. That's the thing. Like, and it's a long we, movie. Three hours is a long time. Yeah, I I don't think we've seen we've we've seen barely anything in these trailers. So it's like. We've seen clips here and there. I can't put together where, what is from what point in the movie. Like, I can't tell whether, you know, certain parts are from the end or from, you know, the midpoint. Like, when are they doing this stuff with all these, like, these like quantum realm-looking suits? And then you've got Tony who's out in space. You've got the stuff with Captain Marvel. You've got where they're in the the Avengers facility and, like, they're, they're you know, trying to figure everything out. You've got the time jump. It, there's so many elements that we've seen, like, out of context and out of place. It, yeah, it's weird that I can't put together a possible plot for this movie. Like, And that's exciting, because that means that we're going to go into this blind and going to go into this and actually be able to go on a journey, rather than, you know, a lot of movies give away the plot and you're sort of, like, along for the ride, like, yeah, I've seen all this stuff in trailers, but how does it exactly go together? Let's just enjoy the characters doing the stuff that we've seen they're going to do. But in this, it's like, we really don't know what's going on here. Like, this is going to be a really fun movie to watch. Because um, Infinity War... Although it was interesting to see how, how are these characters going to come together, what are they going to do, we knew all the events that were going to happen. Like there was a battle on Titan, there was a battle on Wakanda, there was the attack. I was on really New York disappointed with how we, we could put the whole movie together with the trailers. I thought mm. they were really doing well with the trailers, but they really weren't when yeah. it came out. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought more was going to happen. And I think my my whole thing was like you guys loved Infinity War so much, so it was the best MCU movie at the time. And I was like, I mean, probably not even top five for me. Probably like number six. Like, I loved it, but I think I expected more to happen. But the thing was, the things I expected to happen are going to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know? That, that's all. That's all for me. Like, I think I just over, you know, it's a two-part story they're telling here, and I oversold of what they were going to do with Finney Wars. So this is the movie I've been waiting for. Um, and, yeah, I really can't put it together. Yeah. I really can't. Yeah, They've barely shown cool. anything. All the scenes are really from the start or in the middle but all the Avengers facility. And then there's one battle portion where Thor, Captain, and Iron Man are facing against Thanos. But who knows when that is? Maybe it yeah. is the end, but it still doesn't really spoil anything by showing that. 
No. Either. Yeah. We still don't know how that fits in. Like, have they, at that point, have they succeeded in, in reversing what he did? Or is this like, they've tried and they've failed, so now they're trying to go and fight Thanos because the last thing they can do is go to Thanos himself? Like, what is going... Like, I don't even know how this movie's going to end. And, like, what was it? Robert Downey Jr. said that it ends... Like, no one, no one's going to no one's gonna guess how the movie ends or something like that. Like, it'll be a surprise. Yeah, yeah that's strange, right? Because, I mean, we assume Tony and Cap Cap die, right? Like, you, we have certain mm. expectations for it, so it'd be weird if it's... If it's not yeah, if that. it's not how we expect, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I don't it's know, man. Good. It's crazy it's... how close it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have any final predictions before before it comes out? What what do you who dies? Do how do they defeat Thanos? Who like is it a time travel? Is it quantum realm? Is it just uh I don't know. And who? I'll ask you one first question. Who kills Thanos, or does Thanos die at all? Um, I think Thanos will die. Who kills him? I don't know. I. I think that the one that's got to save everyone has got to be Captain America, but I think... He's got to mirror the, um, the first Captain America movie, do you feel like, with the ending? That's yes, how I feel. I think so. I think he's going to have to give his life to save everyone, but I also I think in terms of killing Thanos, I feel it could be Tony, just because his whole arc has been Thanos is inside his head, they've got that connection, he's always been trying to protect everyone. But do you not think that in... could actually be ultimately his downfall rather than his could be. victory? Could be could be um but maybe that already happened maybe that was his downfall in infinity war and now moving on to Endgame, you know it could go a different way because he's already lost like he tried to fight thanos and tried to beat him and lost and in doing so thanos gained all the infinity stones and killed you know half of his friends so you know who knows i see i don't even know i don't even know how this movie's gonna go um does everybody come back the died Infinity War. Um, everyone. I mean, everyone that was killed with the snap, I think, yes, definitely. They've all got to come back. Um, but then you've got characters like Heimdall, Loki, Gamora. Um, you don't think Gamora comes back? I think They're Gamora making comes Guardians back. 3. I think Gamora comes back. Um, do, well, but Heimdall and Loki. I, well, we know I, th- we know their plan is to get the Infinity Stones themselves, right? They've said that in a, tr- in a scene. They. We need to get the stones and reverse it. Like, that's their initial plan. Who knows what... The plan's obviously going to change. So much is going to happen. Oh, I might not oh, watch that. A... I stopped watching Travelers. Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, that's... Like, okay. They, they released, like, a 30-second okay, clip. Okay, you've ruined the whole movie. Fuck this. I'm not saying it now. Okay, fair enough. No, yeah, that's not true. saying it. I'm not talking about this now. I've, I've, I've only watched the first... I think I watched the first two trailers. Uh, and I've I watched stopped. everything that's come out. I, I stopped, because I was like, no, I've seen it. I've, I've got to stop. Other um, than, like, the leak shit, yeah. Um, oh yeah, it all got leaked and shit, didn't it? Like there's Apparently. the ending. Is I don't actually. It's something? been pretty good. No one's really sent me anything, nor of like, I really seen people talking about it. Like I just heard something got leaked, but I haven't actually heard anyone talk about leaks. Yeah, me neither. which is nice. People yeah. are trying to avoid it. Good, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I'm looking forward to it very much. I think it'll be great. Um, I trust the Russo brothers, and I'm hoping for surprises. Like, I want to be surprised by it. I want to go into this and come out being like, wow, that was, you know, so many things that I didn't know or couldn't have pieced together. Like, yeah, that's that's really what I want, and some great character moments and completion of arcs. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. I mean, what do you what do you think about um, post credit scenes? What do you think they're going to do? 
Um, I think it'll just set up the future of the Avengers being Spider-Man and uh, things like that. Especially because Kevin Feige said in like an interview two days ago or yesterday that uh, Endgame is not the end of Phase 3. Spider-Man Far From Home is the end of Phase 3. Oh. That's what he said. That's what he confirmed. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) So, um... Endgame's the end of our original Avengers story, but the end of Phase 3 is Spider-Man Far From Home. So I think Can't Far From Home maybe is a bit bit more important than we thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You like that, but I think probably in a better way. Um, so. In the sense that Spider-Man's the future of the Avengers. Um, so, I don't know. I think um, post credit scene will just be about the future of the Avengers, I think, because I don't really think you can have a post credit scene that sets up maybe they already know what they're doing for the next big story like Thanos, but I don't think they're going to set it up yet. I think they'll set it up at the end of Avengers five, which probably won't come out for four or five years. Yeah. And then they don't have X-Men ready yet. For sure. They don't No. So I don't know. Is there any other? Yeah, no, I, I think it'll just be about really the future of the Avengers and like what's going to happen in the future. And maybe a Nick Fury type thing, maybe like a very like, I don't know. Mm. I think it. I think it'll be a Nick Fury thing. I think, or if mm. or if Nick Fury dies in the sense of no, Nick Fury can't die. Isn't far from that. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be. An, I think it'll be a Nick Fury thing. I think, and it'll be like the sense. future of the Avengers. Like, what's gonna happen next? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I honestly can't even imagine what they could do with the post credit scene. Because, I mean, you've got other other movies where we were like we're expecting them. Like with Black Panther, it's like the post credit scene's got to be with Bucky and Wakanda, and then like. You know, I guess Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, that's got to tie into the snap and everything with the post credit scene, which it did. But with this movie, I mean, like, I mean, we can't even piece together the movie itself. So a post credit scene, I have no clue. It depends on how this ends, I think, to how to how the post credit scene will go. Because, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to set up the next big villain or anything. I don't think they'll do a Fantastic Four or a X-Men or anything like that. Um, so I guess just dealing with the characters we've got left and... Um, just sort of pushing forward with uh, Avengers. Maybe maybe focus on Spider-Man since Far From Home is the next movie. Maybe he'll have a post credit scene where there's a focus on Spider-Man after the events of Endgame or something like that. Yeah. Or where, wh- how they're going to structure the Avengers. Is it going to be, you know... Because the Accords are still in existence, right? They've got so to what, fuck those off, surely. Will, will it, but will it be a... But will, that's what I mean. What, what, what they, they won't fuck off. They have to still be part of the universe. But, but I mean, will like... They, They'll, they'll, like, the government will be like, yeah, maybe we should, like, figure this out. Like, because as well, like, t- although Tony was all for the Accords, I mean, obviously he realised he was wrong. Like, when Infinity War happens, no one takes it cons- into consideration, oh, the government haven't told us to act. They're just like, no, nope, we got to suit up and fight Thanos. Like, so they don't even care about the Accords at this point. Nobody does. So, uh, the, only the government cares. And then bloody Don Cheadle's like, oh, nah, get out of here. So... Yeah. Do you think well, moving forward well, they'll remove think, the well, Accords? I just think, no, I just think the Avengers could become a bit more of an underground organization. Do you think? Oh, because you think the Accords will stay, and the government will be like, okay, now I've got to arrest everybody. No, not that they'll necessarily stay or be a big part of it, but they just will like Avengers will now become a bit more of a private. There won't be a massive facility anymore. It'll become right. more of an underground thing. Then Nick Fury runs like a private shield thing. And it'll be because of the Accords, but we don't actually have to deal with the Accords in future movies or anything. You know what I mean? Like, they're not like, well, you know, they don't mention it again. They mention it in the sense of that's why it's underground now, 
but mm-hmm. that's it. We just it's underground now, except that, and we just kind of go on with the storylines from then on, rather than Captain America and Iron Man are the heads of a facility of the Avengers. They're just, um, you know, team, um, Nick, Nick, Nick Fury right runs thing. this team that's underground doing the right thing when they need to do it, and that's it. Spider Man's in it, Black Panther's in it, Doctor Strange, and yeah. hopefully Thor. Yeah, um, still. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, because you've still got to have the accords. And in Black place. Widows still, in still it, still got to exist. They were a big part of uh, what, what's it called, Agents of Shield as well. They had the the accords were a part of that. Where like everyone's got to register on the on this register thing because the accords say so if you're an inhuman and everything. And that was a thing. So I guess you can't really get rid of them. They've kind of got to stick around. Uh, but then yeah, yeah, the Avengers can change the way they operate. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So I think that might be it. Maybe that's, that's why post credit scene. A bit yeah. more of the- yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it'll be the future of the way the Avengers going to kind of work. And Far From Home will expand a bit more on that because, you know, we know Nick Fury's in it and um, yeah. running with Spider-Man. And yeah, that's true. That that's a good stuff. point. Yeah, the post credit scene probably will be that whole, this is how the Avengers operate moving forwards. And that's why then Nick Fury is in Spider-Man because he's, like, recruiting or getting Spider-Man to do missions for his little underground shield people yeah and he's the one that started the avengers initiative it makes sense that he's the one that restructures it right yeah yeah that makes sense yeah that, that yeah yeah i'm on board with that that makes sense yeah probably the case but then again it might not happen because it because it makes sense so much shock yeah. and shit could happen in this movie that it has not has nothing to do with what we think it'd be to do with because so much other shit happens we're like fuck it has Maybe to be about thanos this now. starts the avengers starts the avengers maybe thanos becomes an avenger <laughs> oh my if... god he joins the team what <gasps> if okay what if this movie ended the same okay so spoilers for uh kingdom hearts 3 just real quick what if this oh ended no, the same no, way kingdom no, hearts no, 3 no. ends thanos... <laughs> thanos uh thanos walks over to tony hands him the infinity gauntlet and it's like well done good job and that's oh, how god. the movie ends would you be well, happy with that no i wouldn't no, not unlike Kingdom all. Hearts, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Doesn't make sense anyway. Uh, maybe sure. makes more sense. Uh, yeah, it makes more sense. That's true. Um, yeah, no, it won't do that. I think Thanos. Do you think Thanos is gonna die? Um, either he dies or they trap him in like the quantum realm or something. Ah, uh, yeah, possibly. Oh, but then he could come back. Yeah, well, I know that's the that's the that's a worry, but it's not that. But if he came back, it wouldn't necessarily be like he comes back and he's the main villain. You know, who no. knows what next storyline is, and that whoever the next villain is, they could bring him back, and then he's working with them and Thanos and this other new main villain. What if Thanos? Working what together. if Thanos came? What if there's another main villain that's like ten times worse than Thanos, and they bring and Thanos comes back, but he's like fighting with the Avengers. Nick like there's a gay. weird dynamic there. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. They could do it. They could do it. I mean, if you're like, if you're gay. They could, well, I am they gay, could so do there it. you go. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> joke's on you. Fucking well, gay. I hate gay people. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. I've really, really done myself in here, haven't I? Um, yeah, well, now you can stop the podcast and actually pay your water bills at least. Thank God. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, there we go. I think that's Endgame. What else? Anything else for Endgame? Or is that it? Uh, for Endgame, that's it. I'm just excited. I can't wait. To, I can't wait till we've both seen it and we can do a spoiler cast oh, on it and talk about it. That's gonna be insane. so much fun. Um, that's my favorite part, almost about um, any of these movies is getting to like make predictions about them. Yeah, it's the best bit. Not watching them. I love talking about them. Well, I, to be fair, I do conjecture. Love about them. It lasts I like a, a good like, bit of conjecture. It's great. Well, it lasts a, it lasts a lot longer. 
Yeah, that's then um, the, the three hours of the movie, we'll be talking about it for months until Far From Home comes out. Oh, man, yeah. And that's a whole thing. That's going to be great. Oh, my God, Far From Home. That's going to be great. I can't wait for more Spider-Man. Oh, it's going to be great. It is going to be great. What else is what, looking great and I think going to be great, and I've told you fucks from the beginning it's going to be great, is Star Wars Episode Nine, James. Ah, uh, yeah. Another nailed segue. Fucking, you're the man time. <laughs> yeah, get in. It's like, it's almost um, like you've done nearly 100 episodes of this podcast. It, yeah, you'd think so. You, you would, would think, think so. so. Yeah, you would think so. Um, before we talk about Star Wars, though, if you haven't liked this stream right now here on YouTube, please go ahead and do so. Um, now, yes, yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine, Star Wars Celebration happened, and on the first day, of course, you had the Episode Nine panel, and the trailer dropped. Yep. Now, what did you think, James, of the trailer? Because you're someone that's like, I'm not in Star Wars. Star Wars sucks now. It's just gone downhill. Fuck it. Disney have ruined <laughs> it. And I'm not even excited. You yeah. saw the trailer. I told you. And, I, and by the way, I want to point this out. Go back on the podcast. I didn't just say this when J.J. Abrams got hired as director. I said this the week before when, JJ, when the director and writer of Episode Nine got fired. I said, I bet you anything. I promise you. They're hiring J.J. Abrams. I promise you they're going to hire J.J. Abrams and he's going to save the day and then to save Star Wars. A week later, it took them less than a week, and they announced J.J. Abrams is now writing directing Star Wars Episode Nine, And then they pushed the mm. release date back because it's supposed to be mid this year, and then they pushed it back to December because J.J.'s like, I need more time. And they're like, yes, sir, J.J., sir. <laughs> and J.J. Abrams will save the day. And this trailer is a glimpse in to him saving it. So all you fucks that are like, Oh, wow, they're actually saving the day. Oh, this is going to be good. And when it comes out and you're like, wow, this is really good. Just know you fucks. I told you this from the beginning that JJ is here to save the day. He is here to do that. This, Yeah, yeah. the trailer, look, the trailer was good. Um, I mean, Star Wars trailers were always good. Like, the last Jedi trailers were good as well. But um, this trailer to me, though, had the same vibes as The Force Awakens, which is great. Feels like Star Wars to me, um, which was nice. The, with just with the, I mean, the color palette for a start was very Star Wars, um, which was nice, um, and yeah, I mean, it just looked very nice. Um, it, there was some great shots. Uh, they've talked about or this is you know a, a team adventure. You got all of the all of the characters are going to be together in this, which is great. Um, so that's going to be fun, uh, you know. And the, the stuff they're doing with Carrie Fisher scenes, where they've got like this uh, scenes she filmed in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, using those and building the scenes around them in order to actually have Carrie Fisher appear in this movie, which is, you know, that's great as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, like, I, I, I didn't doubt that, I mean, I did, I think I did at first, but I didn't doubt that J.J. Abrams, for the most part, would you know, be able to do this. It was just the m sort of a matter of, I was sort of just so tired with Star Wars. And after The Last Jedi, I was just like, I just don't care at this point until I see a trailer. But after seeing that trailer, I am confident this will probably be a pretty good movie. Or it'll be a terrible movie. And you can come back to this podcast when it comes out and mock me for it um, by saying I was wrong. That'd be great too. But I think it was great. Really good trailer. Liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought the trailer was okay like i thought it was fine i liked the trailer but i also think a lot of people that were that loved the trailer including you were the people that weren't excited for the trailer and weren't excited for the movie you know what i mean yeah whereas me like i'm like i think this movie's going to be good and the trailer came i'm like yep 
Yeah. It's going where I thought it was going to go. So it wasn't a surprise to me. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. And the Palpatine laugh, obviously, and the way it's structured. Um, I mean, there's a lot I want to point out about this movie. The first one being, they keep talking about it, it's the end of the saga, right? Mm-hmm. It's the end of not just this trilogy, it's also the end of a saga. So this movie doesn't just need to do, it needs to do three things. It needs to, one, be a good movie itself. Mm-hmm. It needs to be just a good movie by itself. First and foremost, before anything else, you have to make it a, just a good movie with a plot that makes sense for, with a beginning, middle, end, start to finish. First job. Yeah. Second job is you need to wrap up this trilogy, this sequel trilogy, make it all make sense with all these characters of Ray, Finn, Kylo, Poe, everyone. Yeah. Third thing you need to do is wrap up 40 plus years and nine movies of the saga of the Skywalkers. That's the third job. Those are three very difficult jobs. The first one is challenging enough just to make good movies. It's hard. It really is hard, especially with all these expectations. The second with movies like Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi, very polarizing films, to wrap up that trilogy successfully, so hard. Even harder, wrap up nine movies, three different trilogies altogether. That's near impossible. Now, to do that, how long do you think that movie should be, James? Let me ask. How long do you think? Hey, James. How long do you think that movie should be? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd probably say probably like three hours. Same as yeah. Tell you what, it's tell you what, it's not going to be three hours. If I was to put money down right now of how long this movie is runtime, two hours fifteen minutes, tops. That's tops. really short. That seems really short. I'll tell you why. Do you want to know why, James? I'll tell you why. J.J. Abrams wrote the script for this movie sixteen months ago. Right. Yeah. You think he made a three-hour movie in 16 months? Maybe. No. Maybe no. he did. Maybe he no. did. I, I, maybe he did. I will be shocked if somehow in the two years between him being hired and then the release of the film, he made a three-hour Star Wars movie. I will be shocked. I'll be fucking shocked. I just don't think it's possible. Mm, that's fair. I've watched enough films be made over the years. I've followed enough franchises to see that I don't see how with this little planning and the rush that is this movie that it'll be long. I think J.J. Abrams' first priority and correct priority is to make a good movie by itself. And the way he's described it is he's, when they were showing pictures of... of all the crew together, the Millennium Falcon was landed on some forest planet. Maybe it was um, Endor, who knows? That's all, you know, speculation that we could talk about later. Mm-hmm. The whole crew's there. And he's saying this is a story of the whole new crew on an adventure. Um, and that he said that pitches right at the start. So I like the fact that I think we're going to, there's a big time jump and we're going to be thrown right into the action in this movie. They're already going to be on this adventure. They don't have to set up. What are they doing? They're already going to be on it. And this is going to save time because he doesn't have the time to make this three hours. They explain what they have to do at the start for the first 40 minutes. Then they go into the adventure. They're already going to be on the adventure. They'll explain what's happening by showing us, throwing us into the action at the beginning. That's what I predict will happen with this movie. Then through, halfway through their adventure together as a crew, 
the complication will arise that'll change everything and the second half will be a whole sort of its own crazy story with the last hour involving Palpatine, Kylo Ren, Rey and her parentage and who she is and wrap up the whole saga. That'll be the second hour. The first hour will be thrown into the action, this crew on their own journey. That's mm. what I, that's my predictions. I just sense. don't think there's I just don't think there's three hours. I just I maybe I'm totally wrong. I just don't see how it's three hours. Maybe two and a half, but I reckon it'll be like a two hour fifteen minute movie, two hour twenty. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I have no idea. I really don't know. Um, can't really, can't really see otherwise. So if that's what you think, then cool. Um, I don't know though. I don't know. Um, Amigos well, Endgame took two years to make, didn't it? No, they they filmed, they started filming like three years ago, and they wrote it years before. Like they've planned this for so long. Yeah, it was a while. Like they did. Um, I remember they said they the filmed stuff Infinity for, War and Endgame at the same time. They said the stuff for Captain Marvel in that movie. I mean, she filmed that before she even filmed her movie. Um, yeah. They filmed it before before they filmed Captain Marvel. They filmed her scenes for Endgame. So they've they've been working on this for for a really long time at this point. And they did. They were shooting. They did second run through of shoots last year, which were years apart from the first shoots. And then they did some shoots like a couple of months ago, like two months ago. They did like a couple of like shots. They just had to get right or redo. Mm, yeah. And um, they've so they've done they've a lot of different shooting over the years. For, for, you know, this has been ten years in the making. Kevin Feige's had a plan in mind. You know, there's that there, and uh, the Russo brothers have plenty of time to sort this out and plan it. Um, whereas yeah. like JJ has not had that time. Well, JJ even was talking about on the panel the way he was talking about episode eight. Is like, well, you know, my movie was this movie, and I had a vision for where it would go. But Ryan made his movie, like, and then now I'm going to make my movie. It's like, oh, well, we already knew this, but they've just confirmed the fact that there was literally zero planning in this trilogy. They just yeah. hired three different directors to make three different movies and hoped it would work. Mm. Fucking retarded. So dumb. Why did they do that? That is so dumb. With the with one of the, the most the, popular franchises on the planet, why would you do it, that? It, I don't know, but I do know that JJ, in JJ we trust James. And we do. The, we, of all the shit that's gone down, I feel like we can at least end on a good note. I don't think it's going to be the most epic conclusion to the whole saga that'll satisfy everyone. It's impossible. But I think it'll at least be an individual good movie that at least caps off and make sense of a few things in this trilogy. I don't think it'll necessarily do a great job in wrapping up the saga in a neat mm -hmm. bow, but I think it'll do a decent enough job in making the whole trilogy make some sense and at least being decent. Yeah. Um, but as its own movie, I think it'll be solid and really good. I hope so. If, yeah, that's what yeah. we can hope for, to be honest. I, you know, in the time they've had with the lack of planning... I yeah I mean I think that it's good that it's JJ because I think that means that he can wrap up at least this sequel trilogy in a nice way meaning that you know some of the stuff that was set up in The Force Awakens that maybe didn't get answered properly in The Last Jedi he can make everything make sense if that also means he can tie it into you know completing the entire saga then that's great as well um but who knows I mean who knows this could come out and it could it could blow us away and be exactly what we needed to have but I don't see that happening myself um, yeah, just because, well, I, th I think JJ's a JJ's the right type of fan to be making. Like Ryan Johnson was a fan that was like, "Man, I want to make my own Star Wars story." And you know, the Force, anyone can use the Force, and this is what I think of Star Wars and what I think Star Wars should be. It's like you no, you're making a Star Wars Skywalker movie. You're not making a Star Wars spin-off movie. Yeah, that's not what you're doing. And JJ was making a Star Wars Skywalker movie when he made Force Awakens, and I, he's obviously making a Skywalker movie. The movie is called Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. What, like, mm. what do you think of the title? What do you think it means? And do you oh, like the man. title? I do like the title. I've seen a lot of people like shitting on it, saying like, "Oh, it fucking sounds dumb." 
Um, but I, I like it a lot. I like that the name Skywalker is in the title. I think that's nice. Rise of The Rise of Skywalker, it's cool. I like that. Um, what does it mean, though? It can mean a fuckload of things. Um, one of the... One of the mo- I don't think this is the case, but one of the most common theories I've seen thrown around is that Skywalker is the name of, like, a new order. Like, you've got the Jedi, the Sith, uh, and you've yes. got, like, the Skywalker. Like, so the Grey Jedi? Or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Potentially. I, I don't think that's the case. I, I genuinely don't. I think it refers to a character, probably. Um... Or, or or the Skywalker lineage, like, I think it's important to this movie, um, whether it be, like, because obviously, I, you know, you've got Anakin and Luke, and then, you know, Kylo the is obviously living Skywalker. living Skywalker is Kylo. Yeah. Um, Kylo's the only Skywalker left. Yeah, you know, what does Skywalker, what does Skywalker, like, mean? Like, I mean, you know, what, how is Rey going to tie into the story of the Skywalkers? Like, what's her relevance? You know, was she born of the Force? Or, you know, is it something else? Like, maybe Skywalker means something else. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, like, it's more metaphorical well, than than literal. No, it's interesting that the end of the Skywalker saga is the rise of Skywalker, not the not the fall of Skywalker, you know? Mm. Um, now, this is, this is what I think, James. This is what I think. Um, yeah. It's a bit obvious, and I'm not necessarily saying I agree with it, but I, I think it probably is the right... In some ways, it's probably the right choice. Maybe not in terms of wrapping up this trilogy, but the whole saga probably makes sense. Mm. That um, Palpatine's obviously in this movie. They're trying to play it off like they're just kind of trolling with us, but Palpatine's in this movie. I think we know that. I think well, that's how do you think? In what, in what regard? Do you think he's just fully back? Like he survived or... Uh, I think he... I don't think he is fully back necessarily. But his involvement in the universe played on after he died. Like, he had contingency plans in place for when he died. He did. Like Project Thunder um, from Battlefront, which is canon. Yeah, correct. I, I, yeah, exactly. I think things like that. I think one is the involvement of a special force user that has unexplainable superpowers and when is being trained by a Skywalker goes straight to the darkness when she was tempted by it. Uh, I think Ray is a creation of Palpatine. I think she will be a puppet of Palpatine in the end and the Skywalkers will rise and defeat her being Kylo Ren's redemption. You think so? I do think so. That's interesting. I don't nec- that's not necessarily what I would do if I was right. If you were like, Ty, do you want to write episode nine? Not necessarily what I would do, but I think that's what's happening. It'd be cool. If though. my early predictions are Ray is in a creation of Palpatine. Um, and I told you I've been listening to lots of Star Wars podcasts the last few months. They've been calling for Palpatine for months, saying he's going to be in nine, he's going to be in nine, he's going to be in nine. So I was like, oh, shit, well, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and Ray's involved with Palpatine. Whether her parents are nobodies or not, I don't think it'll matter, but her creation won't be nothing, right? The yeah. fact that she's just all-powerful for no reason, it makes more sense that she was born of whether she's some sort of like clone or creation from whether it's Luke's hand is a theory that's been thrown out there or um, Sidious took, took something from Anakin potentially hmm. and it's like actually Anakin um, or a clone or some sort of um, spawn hmm. of Anakin again somehow that Palpatine created or of himself. Um, uh, the same way you could, we could potentially find out that the reason Anakin was born is Palpatine implanted Anakin in the first place, being born of the Force. Like, it was actually Palpatine's plan the whole time. Um, mm. 
Um, that's that's one potential way. And I think Ray's... I mean, they go to the Death Star on Endor. You assume, based on the fact that that's where the Emperor died and you hear the Emperor's laugh after you see the ruins of the Death Star. So yeah, I think... Yeah. Their mission, I don't know what it is, I, don't, I have no idea, but somehow they'll come across the remnants and histories of Palpatine and what he's left behind. And and JJ mentioned the greatest evil they've ever had to face, and I think that will be involved in Palpatine's puppeting plans, and Snoke will be involved. I think JJ will explain Snoke, whether we, even though it doesn't really matter now, I think he will just to make it make sense for the trilogy's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think they'll do I think he'll just be a contingency plan of the the emperor. I think everything they'll. I think they're going to try to make everything the emperor's plan, so the saga makes sense. So it's a, if everything was the emperor's plan, including even though he is dead, he is dead. The things that have been happening are because he planned it in case he died, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that way, episode one to nine is a part of Palpatine's evil plans, right? And yeah. it's all about stopping that and the dark side. Um, yeah, it's like the fight even between though, Palpatine and the Skywalker sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though JJ tried to, um, sorry, Ryan Johnson tried to make it. Everyone uses the force, light and dark. It's all about the balance. There's no, it doesn't matter. The Jedi and the Sith and the die. JJ's like, no, fuck that. Uh, it is about the Jedi and the Sith. And it is about one, you know, the light winning. And that's what I think it'll be about. And I think the rise of Skywalker is about Kylo Ren's redemption. I just do. I just think yeah. that's what makes sense. Yeah. I find um, it very strange. A lot I don't of need to have... see it. I don't need to see him be redeemed, though. Like, I don't need to see that. I think Kylo's the most interesting character since Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Um, But I think it makes sense that he is redeemed. And I think it's going to be through Anakin. I do think they'll get Hayden Christensen back. I think there'll be Vader Ghost. The Knights of Ren will be involved. And I think Kylo, in the end, will... Here's a pitch for you. Okay. The Rise of Skywalker. This is just... I've just come to my head just then. There's a line Anakin says in Revenge of the Sith... Together, he says to Padme, he's turned to the dark side, together you and I can rule the galaxy, make things the way we want them to be. Mm-hmm. The rise of Skywalker, being a Skywalker doing just that. Kylo's supreme leader, right, now, as we assume, mm-hmm. now that Snoke's dead? Yeah. But Kylo turning good and becoming the leader of the galaxy. The rise of Skywalker, it's a potential thing there that will mirror what Anakin could have been. And Kylo kind of is what Anakin should have been in a lot of ways and could have been in terms of being a well-written character, um, interesting actor, but and all that sort of stuff. But I just think there's a lot you can do, and I think Kyle is heavily, is heavily involved as Rey is. I think Rey's part to play involves is involved with Palpatine. I think her existence is heavily involved in Palpatine, and I think Kylo's got to be redeemed in this movie. I think those that, when I look at the two, I don't know what everyone else is doing, but Rey's involved with Palpatine somehow, and Kylo's going to be redeemed. Those are my two points of, yeah. of contact. With yeah, this look, movie. I've been saying this since The Force Awakens. I think, uh, I think, I think Kylo has to be redeemed by the end of the trilogy, simply because you don't set up his confliction between light and darkness to have it lead nowhere. That would be dumb. That would be really silly to write in for you know two movies of a trilogy well it could be that he goes fully evil and becomes the most evil force i've ever had to face it could it could but then but then he's already evil like it's just weird that because they 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 don't play it off like that it's not like an anakin where he's conflicted and then he turns evil and that's like where you see it going it's like kylo is is evil he's the bad guy why would you show him being conflicted to then just go nah he is just evil though like i mean if it was ryan johnson it makes sense because that's sort of what he does. But it seems like from the way that JJ was writing and the way that the way that that was going, and it was very Star Wars with like good versus evil type thing. 
the same sort of idea that George Lucas had. It just seems to me that that, that Kylo has to be redeemed at this point. It, he's got to he's got to be redeemed. It not not to be like a he'll end the movie and he's a Jedi and he's you know he's got a blue lightsaber and he's you know looking all clean and wearing a suit and he looks all nice and and like a good guy. But I think he's got to have a redemption in some way. I don't think he can die at the end either because then it will just be a retread of Darth Vader. Um, but I think there'll be some form of redemption in there um, by the end of the movie. And, um, yeah, I mean, p- people have been saying as well, and this is something that I want to talk about, was um, with Palpatine, with Palpatine being around, um, people have been saying that ruins the redemption arc of Darth Vader um, from the, you know, obviously from the first six movies. That sort of <laughs> well, it doesn't ruin the redemption which... arc because Vader still did that I... thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I've been saying. Is He, he still redeemed himself. He still... He still saved his son's life and redeemed himself. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know. He still brought an end to the to the Galactic Empire and ended the Galactic Civil War. Like he still did those things, even if Palpatine is still around. So his redemption arc is still there because Vader's arc was never to kill the Emperor. It was to save his son. That was the that was the moment. Was you and know come back to the light and find yeah, Anakin again. Was sa- saving saving Luke's life, not killing the Emperor. That well, was saving him. Know. Well, it was actually really the the arc is Luke saving Anakin. Well, yeah, true, but that in that moment, yeah. in that moment where he throws yes. the emperor, but to it, do that, yeah, yeah, the important, yeah. Luke the important part from that is Vader saved his son, not Vader killed Palpatine. That's yeah, that's and and I, yeah, exactly, are. and and to think that Palpatine is just going to be thrown off a ledge and that's the end. Uh, yeah, it's fine, and I do think he's dead. I think it. it I don't think it ruins either their storylines and what they did. They still did those things, and in their hearts, it did what it did for their characters. But I don't think Palpatine's just alive. I just think like he's completely he's fine what... with the bomb. Maybe he's got spider no, legs. Exactly. Oh, yeah, like maybe he's got spider legs now. Oh, yeah. yeah, boy, that'd be sick. No, <laughs> I'm not saying like I think Palpatine's alive. That that would make not really much sense. I just think Palpatine's puppeteering and manipulation of events doesn't end just because he died. Yeah. That's what I think this movie is. I don't even know if he'll be Ian McDermott will play the Emperor and he'll be in the movie. We'll just find out what his plans and contingencies were from his death. We've already mm-hmm. seen it in canon from Battlefront 2's campaign, and it makes a lot of sense that he had plans for the future and the future generations of the Sith and the Empire. He had plans in place. That's all that's happening now is these new heroes and the next generation dealing with those contingency plans. He still mm-hmm. was defeated. He still is dead. The Empire did fall, but the, that doesn't just mean all evil goes away. There's, there's a lot of fallout, and there was years of fallout. The First Order exists, and yeah, I think that these new heroes have to deal with what the repercussions of the Emperor dying was and, and the plans that he had in place, because he has to have had plans in place. The Emperor's too smart to have risen the way he rose, to not to think, I'm going to live forever, and there's no other plans in case something happens. No, that doesn't make sense, and it's not true. Yeah, like it was ca- until Disney bought Star Wars, it was canon that the that the Emperor had these plans as well. Like he, like the, like he he cloned himself. He had like a clone of Luke and stuff in like Legends and everything. So like the Pal- like Palpatine had plans and was still fucking around even after, you know, Episode Six in Legends. So that was always canon anyway. So you know now they're just clearly doing something with that, but in a less fucking retarded way. Um, where his like fuck it, what was it? his spirit like goes into a clone and then he has like a clone of Luke and he's called Luke Skywalker but with two U's or something. It was fucking weird. And then Chewbacca gets killed by a moon. I don't know. Um, w- weird stuff in in Legends. But uh, you know, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested where they go with this. I don't think that this is gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be done badly. I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, Palpatine just fell down and hurt his knee, and now he's okay. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. he's. I th- I mean, we've seen in in Clone Wars, we saw Yoda goes to uh, Moraband, I think it's called in in like canon now, and he see there's like a like a. It's not like a force ghost, but like it's like an apparition of Darth Bane, who was the Sith that came up with the rule of two. Um, and like maybe it's something like that that's it around the second Death Star's ruins, but with Palpatine. Um, I don't think he's just going to come out of the shadows and be like, I'm still alive and I'm fine. Maybe he will, but I don't think he will because um, that's mental. But yeah, I think it's more his, his actions and his plan will uh be sort of what set the sequel trilogy in motion like he's he's behind all of it sort of thing um yeah which would make sense and that's nice i like it 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 it, it brings everything together um and it means that all of it was palpatine's plan from you know dissolving the republic creating the galactic empire having darth vader as an apprentice and then everything that happens with the first order and snoke and kylo and ray um you know uh, to some extent, like it wasn't all his plan, like it was, you know. But he had certain contingencies, and, and I think you can somehow yeah, make Ray and Ryan Johnson's movie make sense with Ray in terms of you know that moment of like you know Luke Ray going straight to the dark and Luke being like, oh, you went straight to the dark, and you know why do you look for that? It's because that was that's like almost in her nature without her knowing, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, you know, like you know, and and Luke was wary and of of what you know the 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 darkness and him blaming the jedi for the rise of of sidious in the first place like he mentioned sidious and stuff and yoda again you being maybe clouded by sidious he was the first time in um in the you know the prequel trilogy and potentially like even in after after death he's he's not yeah i don't know there's, there's ways to explain it and kind of make a bit of it make some sense i don't know yeah yeah and i do think i do think anakin will probably play a large role in this movie as well in some way Oh Not god, like... you have to. If you're if you're if you can't conclude the trilogy without involving Anakin yeah, with more than just a character. mention. Um, especially for a... Kylo's character more than for yeah, Kylo more than yeah. anyone. Yeah. I feel like we'll see a couple of force ghosts in this movie to be honest. Like Luke Skywalker obviously being one of them, but I do think we'll see Anakin as well. Um and maybe we'll see some others, who knows? Um depends what they're doing with Palpatine. So, you know, he'll show up in some way. But I think that, you know, in concluding this in this this saga, it's gotta do a lot of uh callbacks and it's got to link up a lot to not just the original trilogy but the prequels as well because that's a major that's a major part i think is is connecting it to the prequels because they always felt you know other than having darth vader it's quite disconnected to the events um so it'd be nice to have you know anakin show up and have him have a have a part it's really in palpatine movie. that's the connecting factor of all the movies yeah so yeah. i feel like you have to involve him in nine it doesn't make sense if he's not involved he's the main thing that connects the story threads of the prequels and um and this and the original trilogy where it's anakin that connects the character points of the prequels in the original trilogy so that's you know character wise you need to involve anakin story wise you need to involve palpatine yeah and it's got that's, yeah that's you know and this 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 trilogy always had to link up to the original you know the, the first two trilogies as well because otherwise what's the point of it if it's not one big saga why why is it episode seven eight and nine there's there's no reason to call it that if it's not linking in some way so you know, having Palpatine. Show Someone up, tell Ryan Johnson that. Role, Jesus you 
fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. He didn't even know he was making a movie as part of a trilogy, let alone a fucking yeah. saga. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine making episode eight and being like, yep, well, mine's just its own movie. It's just a standalone. Don't worry about it. You could not watch that. It wouldn't really matter that much. You could pick yeah. it up here and there. Fuck. Um, Fuck me. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Good old Star Wars. I'm into Star Wars now, though. I'm looking forward to it. Which is great. Yeah, well, well we got really more. We even got the, Man- the Mandalorian from Disney Plus as well. Yeah, that's um, that's the, the thing. The leaked trailer and scene. I, I I watched the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't watch the scenes. I watched like the behind the scenes featurette they had. Okay, I watched all of it. Um, yeah, what what like what did you think? Are you you obviously what, oh, what are you more excited out of everything from Celebration? What were you most excited for? Was it nine? Um, um, bloody what's it called? The well, the Mandalorian, Clone Wars, or I was uh, probably in terms of which panels I think were the best I think Clone Wars was the best panel I think they did the best job I I fucking love um, uh, Dave Filoni he's brilliant Um, uh, Mandalorian was also a great panel as well I think I think I'm probably most looking forward to Clone Wars just because I fucking love Clone Wars so much Um, but then I mean I guess episode 9 as well because I want to know what's going on but the Mandalorian looked fucking good I, I wasn't sure exactly how they're going to do this, but, um, you know, they got Pedro Pascal playing, you know, the Mandalorian, which is brilliant. He's great. I love yep. him. Um, you know, you John, Favreau John Favreau running Favreau the show. doing it. you got Dave Filoni oh, working brilliant. on it as well, doing an episode. Um, the cast was great. They looked like they were so into Taika it as well. Taika Waititi is, yeah. an, is directing an episode. That's cool. Um, um, yeah. yeah it, it looked great. Like, this, the, 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 the scene that they showed to just the audience, which was leaked online looked really fucking good the the tone of everything and the the acting was great the camera work like it felt like it felt like i was watching a movie like it felt like i was watching a star wars movie but it's a tv show like sort of like a game of thrones type thing where it feels like you're in this world like it was really immersive the the you know the environment looked great all of the 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 outfits looked great the acting was good and the the, the way they set up the story with it was so interesting as well like the there was just an exchange between uh, the main character, the Mandalorian, and this guy that he's getting a bounty from. And it's like this secret underground, like he doesn't get a lot of information, he doesn't get like the normal um, stuff that he would if he's picking up a bounty. He's kind of got to figure this out for himself, and it's sort of like a little bit mysterious. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Where's he going to go with this, and how is this going to you know, open up into a big story for like the whole season? And that that's cool, um, and it looked great. And obviously this is set after episode 6. So that's nice because this is a this is a period. Was it in five Star years Wars. after Jedi? Uh, something like that, yeah. Um, and we don't get a lot of that period in Star Wars. They've never really explored it, at least in you know mainstream media like a like like movies or TV shows or games and stuff. It's mostly in comic books and novels and things, which nobody reads. So it's cool that that we get to see that that period, and it was it was nice. The trailer looked good, and that behind the scenes stuff looked cool. So I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian. It looks like it's going to be great. Yeah, no, I'm excited as well. And something interesting to see is an actual Star Wars video game that isn't Battlefront and oh, is yeah. single player. No microtransactions, no multiplayer, apparently. Apparently. Um, no season pass rec- either, as well, they've said. So that's Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, we got a trailer for that and a, just a bit of a glimpse of the character and the storyline. Where? What do you think? Where are you sitting on it? I think it looks really nice. I love the 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 smoothness of like the cutscenes and the animation and the the dialogue and stuff. Feels good. Feels like a well-rounded game. Like, you know, it looked really nice. Um, we're yet to see how it plays, so you know that could be its downfall. We don't know. 
Uh, how they're talking about it, though, it doesn't seem that doesn't seem that way. It seems like they've got this down, they've got this nailed, they know what they're doing. So I can't wait to see some more and see some actual raw gameplay footage of them actually playing the game to see how see how that works. But it looks nice, and I like the idea of the story, the fact that we've been visiting loads of planets. Uh, hopefully, the characters that are all like part of your crew are well well fleshed out and are interesting characters. Um, so what's the gameplay like? Like it's third person. It's, yeah, third person melee focused action game is, is what they're saying so force you yeah. actual jedi force user lightsaber yeah, force and lightsaber um and uh they they on the website i went i looked at the website and looked at a few of the things that were on there when i made my video about it and so when you uh, say crew what do you mean what so, is that? What so is that? they said during the panel they've got like so the main character cal has there's his like master figure who's like then it's not a normal master padawan relationship her name is Sira or something. I don't know because I can't see it written down anywhere. So I don't really know what the word is. They're all pronouncing yeah. it differently with their accents. But um, sort of she, I guess they must meet each other at some point towards the beginning of the story where she then acts as the master to Cal to train him in the force. And But it's not the same as it would be like, you know, with the Jedi Order and the prequels or anything. Um, but also yeah. they meet characters along the way. So there's a few more characters that will join them on their ship as they sort of travel around and go to these do these things but we don't we don't know how open this game is like we don't know uh, is it is it are we gonna have the freedom to choose when you go to a planet or is it going to be completely linear like an uncharted or how open is this I, I know on the website it said something like explore different areas as you decide when and where to go next in which case it sounds a bit more open than maybe maybe i expected it to be but then again that's a vague statement so who really knows exactly what that means in terms of how the game will be structured. Um, but I'm very interested in it, and it looks like they're really, really passionate about what they're doing, and the, the game director is uh, Stig Asmussen, the game director of God of War 3, which is nice, because that's a really oh, well-made nice. game, so um, that's good. Easily, you know, they know combat, because um, God of War 3 has brilliant combat, so uh, that's exciting. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll turn out well, but from the panel, it looks... Looks like it's shaping up to be something good. So I'm looking forward to an actual good Star Wars game. That is exciting. It's It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Another thing that came out of Star Wars Celebration was, obviously, there's lots of trailer reactions. Um, and oh, one yeah. of them got a lot of attention. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, um, for the people that don't know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I wasn't really, I didn't, re I wasn't really around when it first happened. All I sort of saw was the backlash of someone calling it out or whatever the fuck happened there. But it was just, it was just a trailer. Like I don't know, it was just a trailer reaction of someone really excited about Star Wars Episode Nine. That you know they were they were really hyped up. There were some tears. You know he was he was loving it. He was really looking forward to it. Um, really hyped up over the trailer, which is every trailer <laughs> reaction on YouTube. So. I don't really know why this one specifically gained gained so much traction. I don't really know what happened there because you can watch any trailer reaction. People are freaking out, jumping around and shouting and crying and all this. Like It happens all the time. It's so common with trailer reactions for whatever it might be. Star Wars, Marvel, anything. Video games, everything. So I don't really know what happened there, but it seemed for whatever reason... Um, who was it again that did the tweet that sparked so much controversy? It was some, um, some, some woman. What was her fucking name? I don't I'll, know. I'll get it up. Just give me one sec. Getting it up right now. Um, there was some, like, conservative <laughs> politics. Yeah, someone in, like, the political space. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much, like, 
Megan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just reminded <laughs> me. It's just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot in some in funny ways. Um, obviously, Megan's um, better. Yeah. You know her. <laughs> she's our friend, <laughs> so it's different. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Sinclair. Um, yeah. She's got like 57,000 Twitter followers. So she's obviously... Well, I mean, she's a Trump supporter and she's hot. That's about what she's got. And yeah. then you, that equals followers of like, you know... Yeah, she um, paraphrases like things lonely like Ben Shapiro virgins. says. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, where, that's what she does. <laughs> yeah, and that just means, uh, you know, lonely white conservative virgins, Christian virgins that, are, that haven't had sex before. You, hey, bro. L- like, I know we don't... Let's be diverse you know, here. Come on. I know. I'm just saying... Let's be real. What about you know what the I mean? black virgins? What about the Asian virgins? Come on. There might be some Asian virgins in there. A couple of them. Black virgins a few of them. There. Maybe a couple. Let's be real. Most black of them are just... Real. Look, there's just a bunch of conservative Christian virgins that are following yeah, yeah, her because yeah. she's hot. That's the reality. We can all agree on that. Yeah, it's probably the case. Doesn't matter about the skin color. Probably mostly don't have a lot of melanin in their skin. Let's be real. <laughs> if we're being honest, probably You're not, wrong. not. You're probably That's not That's conjecture wrong. right now. Um, but I we can, can guess. safely say a bunch of Christian virgins that are conservatives that follow her. Um, and I, cause I don't really think she has that much to say. I don't really care about this. I don't spend time making fun of her. I said, the thing I like replied to was that I've really liked the outpouring of support for this guy. Mm. Let's keep it to that. Really don't see any reason to attack this girl. It's literally pointless and achieves nothing. Like you're not going to convince this girl got so much hate from this. So many death threats. People contacting her school and her boyfriend school, whatever she said, and it's not didn't change her mind, you yeah, know. That's so dumb. Death okay. threats don't change her mind. Literally attacking this girl is pointless. You're not going to convince her of anything. You're not going to make her a better person. You're just going to be as much of a piece of shit as she was to this guy. Now, granted, was this reaction cringeworthy? Did he look like a lonely virgin? <laughs> yeah, he did. Let's. I can't lie. I have nothing against this guy. He looked happy. He enjoyed a Star Wars. I, he, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. Would I want to date him? Never. Would I want my daughter to date him? Never. Did he look like a lowly virgin? Yes. <laughs> it's true. Is she, like, yeah, I no, it get is true. What no. she, I get she what tweeted, she meant as well, yeah. She's tweeted, this is a tweet, Star Wars and superhero movie-obsessed culture has revealed a whole new population of undateable men. Might be worse than men who wear cargo shorts. Uh, well, for what honestly, it's a joke as well. Like, honestly, she's, she's joking. it's kind of funny. And it also is kind of kind funny. Of, and it's also kind of true, man. Because she's, not kind of sa- she's also not saying that if you like Star Wars, you're a fucking loser. She's saying this this culture of you know loving Star Wars, loving you know superhero movies. Obsession. Yeah, being obsessed Obsession. over these things has revealed a big group of people that are super unattractive. That's what she's saying. Or to her, to personally some people, unattractive and it's also to her. subjective. Yeah, subjective. As, as well. And she's not wrong. This guy's I agree with her. I agree with her. Although I don't have anything against the guy. I don't disagree with her. And I, th- I thought yeah. it was kind of funny, but I'm also like, oh, I just don't care about any of this. I, I think I think it was a bit of a low ball for her in the sense of like, she, she's got some followers. She picks some poor sod. And then he just got a whole bunch of hate. Yeah, and yeah. then, thankfully, everyone, a bunch of nerds rallied around him. And that was really nice. I really like seeing that. Like, a lot of people rally around him um, and make him feel good because it's fun. Like, you're allowed to like what you like. And I thought his reaction was good. 
wouldn't watch. It was a bit over the top and fake. No, it was like, funny. No, it was a funny reaction. I was like, it's not yeah, yeah. like I like the trailer, but it's not like yeah, good, yeah. man. Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, crying yeah, about? Yeah. Ray did a flip. Fuck's sake. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's allowed no, to. He's allowed to enjoy it. He's allowed to. Go I got no problem it. with it. No. Just but like also, she's allowed to make jokes as well. And that's why I said, what's the point in attacking yeah. her? One, it's, even if you really hate what she said and you disagree with her, it's pointless and you'll achieve nothing but look like an asshole yourself. But the main thing is also. She won't. I'm pretty sure she was joking. Two, it doesn't really matter though, does it? No. Other than that, she, she drew a lot care. of attention. She drew a lot of attention. Hate to this guy. That that's, that's tough. True. Like that's, that's a bit like. Well, I know you you were making a joke and stuff, but maybe she needs to be a bit more, just a bit more wary of like, she's got a following of just loyal virgins herself. Um. So you know, I don't know what really she has to talk about. All her followers are undateable virgins anyway. Um. So. Hmm. I don't know, um, but I just like the 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 you know the Star Wars fandom and the you know nerd culture community rallying around him. But at the same time, again, I didn't really like you know. It was so such a yeah. weird scenario. To but also, honest, like tr- what she said wasn't not true. Also, yeah, what she said wasn't not true. Just the whole reaction that what she said caused was just so over the top, both on her end. Um, and even, you know, which caused an equal reaction on the other end. Um, cause it had like 1000 likes and 14,000 dislikes and the nerds rallied together and now it's got more likes than dislikes. So that was nice. Yeah. I That's mean, nice. it's just like, I guess if you're going to put yourself out on the internet though, like you got to be prepared for people who don't think the same way you do. People don't like superhero movies and Star Wars as much as you do. And people, and she'd made a joke about it. I mean, I get, I think where it comes from mostly is it's not, I mean, maybe it is the joke, but it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily the joke. It's more the fact that she has like 57,000 followers and the guy isn't like someone with a million subscribers. You only have like a couple thousand, I think, something like that. So obviously a lot of people that support her are going to see that and then go and attack this guy because that's what people are like. Um, so it wasn't so much what she did, it's so much the fact that she had so many more followers, and then all of her followers are going to go and attack this guy who doesn't have a lot of followers himself. So I think that's the main issue with it. Um, she's not really a bad person, though. I I love, I love people getting mad in the chat thinking I hate Trump and Trump supporters, apparently. You you fucking leftist. You cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler. So you're saying it's not okay to attack one guy, but you're attacking white Trump supporters very tolerant. Was I attacking white Trump supporters, James? I called this girl's <laughs> followers a bunch of white virgins. Which they joke. are. It's also a it's joke a tr- as well. Also, like also a joke. Also a joke. <laughs> like a joke. this girl's joke. Also a joke. For sure a joke. But again, also not every Trump supporter is a white Christian virgin. Just her followers. I was like, yeah. I was making a joke about why <laughs> she has followers because why would just some random hot girl with nothing to say have followers? That's why. That's the reason why. I'm not making fun of Trump's followers. Don't be fucking ridiculous. You Jesus fucking liberal. Christ, <laughs> SJW. Stop this. Because I'm so left wing. I'm you so are. I'm I'm <laughs> such a liberal. Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking idiots. Uh, some people are so dumb. Uh, oh yeah, did you see? Yeah, she did go off a bit on. Uh... Corey, Corey Balrog. Um, yeah, she, I, did, I I tell you what, I, I saw that. I'm like, she's she's um she's stepping the boundaries. Now. She's she's, <laughs> she's she, she might be crossing the line. She might be fucking cross. She might be crossing the fucking line right now. Yeah, that was funny. I was like, that's quite funny. Um, 
I like I get what she was saying as well. Like to him, what she was saying, like, I don't. I also don't care. Like there's this weird fixation on really petty, minuscule things in the political community. Um, and what she was saying, like I don't care about. But I also get what she was saying. I don't think it applies to Corey at all. But I get what she's saying about people that are in this industry. Because a lot of people, I think I I like I get that. Um, but also, yeah, that was that was really a really weird crossover. Um, yeah, the whole situation was weird, though, to be honest. Oh, I mean, it is it is what it is. Like, it's what we've come to expect, really. Like, nothing was surprising at all. I don't think it was weird at all. It's like, this is the most 2019 thing of all time yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? This is the most normal thing to ever happen on Twitter. Of course this happened. Mm. I thought it was hilarious. I just am like, I was like, oh, just everyone, like, attacking this. I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, it just, it's not going to do anything. There's no point. Supporting the guy. I love seeing the support for the guy. That's nice. But at the, at the end of the day, it was a girl with a bunch of followers, whether she, you know, rightfully deserves them or not, for whatever reason she has them or not, doesn't matter. She was just trying to make a joke. I kind of thought it was funny. And I didn't see anything yeah, really no, wrong yeah. with it on face value. If, like, I knew her and she said that to me, like, just in person... I'd be like, yeah, that's probably, yeah, fair enough. I understand why girls wouldn't be attracted yeah. to guys that are crying over a Star Wars trailer. Yeah, do you know Makes what? sense to me. I think, but the, I think the one thing she could have done to improve the joke was just not single out that one guy. I think maybe that joke on its own probably... Oh, the it's, fact it's, that she tweeted his video with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the main issue with it because, but because also, he doesn't have a funny, lot of followers. But... I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but also, because he doesn't have so many followers, I can probably see where people are coming from. Like, she's made that joke specifically about this one guy like insulting him and then all of her followers are going to go over and attack like it's like yeah Yeah, i get it like if you just didn't include him then yeah but then we're we're starting to police what she's saying and i don't want to do that but then there's also that also loses the joke as well because then it's like that's a very vague statement it's not as funny um yeah but I guess I can see where everyone's coming from. But I also, People I are allowed to say whatever they want and reactions are going to come from that. She wanted to say that and what said about him. I got, if she wanted to, fucking you're allowed to. But the consequences were what they were. Um, so that shit happens. I just, I liked most of the reactions from people is what I'm saying. I liked that most people were just supporting him. And that was where the people left it. But of course, some people are assholes and had to then attack the girl too. And I'm like, well, that's just, two wrongs don't make a right, guys. All right? doesn't matter um you know yeah yeah but ethan said something something interesting and truthful always punch up when making jokes like that it's very easy when you're on your pedestal to punch to punch down like she did and and like it's it's very you know pretty cowardly but she was trying to make a joke to be funny and whatever you she Mm. whatever it is what it is. Fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it uh, was a joke. Like, that was the point of it. I don't think she was well, trying to attack Well, I don't think this woman's a horrible woman. You know, that's all I'm saying. I don't yeah, think she's yeah, a yeah. bad person. No, no, definitely. Um, yeah. But, like, the trailer action was over the top. It was cringy, and I get it. But, you know, I hope the guy's happy, and and he's dealt with, I hope he's dealt with it okay, and he's not, you know, let the, all this hate get to him, because that could be overwhelming for people that aren't. You know, used to it, yeah. used, used to it, yeah, for sure. Like, if you and I one day went viral and got attacked, like, we're, we're not going to fucking kill ourselves over it all. Like, no, our well, lives are going to be up. We're just going to... Yeah, I'm certainly not either. I think we'll both <laughs> probably be all right. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll definitely. probably be okay. We'll be but, uh, you know, I, I do worry about, you know, more sensitive people. That, you know, it's a bit tough, but yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, it's... um, Yeah. Anyway, 
people are allowed to say what they want. I, I don't police people's speech. I have no problem with her making a joke if she wants to, but people, you know, are going to go at you for it. And she she dealt with the, the consequences and she seemed fine with it. So this is just who she is. I don't care. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, is there any other Star Wars stuff? We talked about Fallen Order, Clone Wars, the, the children's cartoon. Yep. Um, okay. We talked okay. about Episode that's, 9. That's we talked about for. The Mandalorian. <laughs> Game of Thrones. That's yeah, everything. We're, we've run we've run through the list. That is everything. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Um Amazing stuff. Great. Amazing stuff. Great. Yeah. Um, that's anyway, it. Where are we going? That's weird. That was up. weird. Okay. That was weird. I was waiting for you to wrap it up. Yeah, that's your I was, job. I wasn't okay, sure I guess where we were going. I'll start doing it. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, thanks everybody so much for listening to episode 98. That's another one done. We're getting closer and closer now to 100, um, which is mad. Um, big big number. Uh, but thanks everyone so much for listening. Um, to thank our Patreon producers, um, obviously, we've got King the Third, Craig, Seth, and Josh Devellier. So thank you so much for being our producers. Um, if you're interested in uh, more content like this, then you can find it over on patreon.com forward slash as always, where you get a week's early access to the Cinema Room podcast and exclusive access to the Kill Connor Clubhouse podcast, which is the best podcast. So you don't want to miss that. Um, it's the best. And it also helps us out, helps, helps support us and power you know, the content that we're putting out. So we do appreciate all of the support. So to thank everybody that's currently over there supporting us, we have King Richard III, Icraic, Seth, Ballsack47, Josh DeVellier, Damien, Billy, Billy, the Team Dynamite Captain, Robertson, T-Man or Travis, Kimosabe, Gamer, Casey Wood, Adam Sundling, Alfie Rosell, Jamie the Gamer, Smexy Dork, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Flossing Thanos, Viridian, Pink Flame 313, Aaron Wynn, Fat Fuck Cuck, Neeb, Brendan will beat you, Overlord, Ravjai, Julie, Privy Mover, Oscar, Benedict Parker Returns, James and Lad, Connor Royce, Bully in the Alley, Zahir, Gene, Ezekiel Collins, Son of a Bitch, OG Adogo, Lauren, Goddammit Glenn, Furious Coco, The ACMJS, Delta R. Rodriguez, Kassassin, Kyle, Sandor, De Pussy Slayer, S. Jaws, Kyle Marvel, Marcus Blackburn, Emil Catborg, Joshua Mora, Ginkgo Swag, Andrew Katona, Master Bass 2434, Yazen, Joe the Sex Smith, Elstico 91, Joe aka Founded Scarab, HBots 12 Ogle Lumbago, Iron Man's for the Dads, Omar Karasagi, Alfie Robert, Brian Ford, Cashbert, Milkboy, Shields, Fishy or Ethan, and Andrew Martinez. Thank you all so much for your continued support. And if you go ahead and pledge a dollar just now over on patreon.com forward slash as always, as soon as we end this episode of the Kill Connor Club, uh, the next episode of the Cinema Room on Goodfellas goes up straight away. So you can check that out right now if you want. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and pledge right now you get access to it if you're already pledging you get access to it as soon as we end this so you'll love it it's a great one you'll have a good time cool um anything else to say no that's it let's wrap oh, this motherfucker great. up and we're 72 hours away from avengers endgame Incredible. can't wait to talk about that game of thrones tomorrow brilliant there's oh, just a lot to awesome. be excited about man i'm just excited to watch them watch some tv shows and movies and fucking talk about them oh it's gonna be great gonna be great okay fantastic oh if you haven't already caught my newest uh newest video it's a look back at god of war uh one year later go and check that out because i worked hard on it i think it's a good video so go and go and see that uh that's that's great um do it and shout out to god of war one year greatest game of all time amazing fantastic all right thanks for joining us boys and we'll see you all later on goodbye bye